Hello storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co I'm yeah, I'm one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. Oh no, I messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm another co-host, Ryan Bauer. I forgot who I was for a second. <laughs> it's okay. It happens to us all sometimes. It's okay. Right, as I was reading that, I just realized this is our 100th episode. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> We're so good at this. Yeah. It wasn't even the bedtime story, but then we decided to do this. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I think, a good, a good, oh, sorry. Yeah, hap- <laughs> happy 100 episodes. <laughs> happy 100 episodes. We did it. We're pros. What were you going to say? I don't remember. It's gone. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's Sunday. It's gone. If, it's this, if this intro does not convince you to continue to listen, <laughs> nothing will. <laughs> 100, 100 episodes down 100 more to go um yeah. <laughs> but uh ryan how are you and what have you been playing uh i am doing pretty good uh last week was a bit crazy um with some long days but it's okay um hopefully this next week won't be as wild um the weather is warming up which is nice too um and as far as what i've been mm-hmm. playing not a lot i didn't have a ton of time this week to play a lot of things um wandering village is i talked a little bit about it last week i've played a little bit more it's really interesting in that you're it's a like city builder on top of the back of a creature that's like moving and as it like that's moves so cool. in different like biomes different things will happen and you have to like feed it and tell it to take a nap and like while it moves because it has needs like almost like the sims it has these like three bars of like tired hungry and needs in like there's one other one i don't remember what it is but you have to like take care of their needs well also managing your village and also like while he's walking you have to tell him which direction to go in um so like one direction will take you to the desert one direction will take you to a cold area and your village has to like change based on where you're going so it's really fun and there's a lot of moving parts um so that's very fun um destiny 2 is at the end of its season so i haven't really been playing much i'm trying not to like over prepare uh just so i have stuff to do when the um new thing starts at the end of the month um, and then, I didn't write it down, but yesterday, my uh, partner and I tried Kiwi, which is free on PlayStation. It's like a co-op game where you're, like, two birds, two Kiwi birds, and you're, like, moving around. Um, and, like, you have to type messages in one at a time, and you have to, like, deliver packages. You work as a, a, a mail folks, mail folks in Australia. Oh. And it's very fun. It's very cute. Um, and you're, all kinds of wild things go on. Um, but it's a very fun co-op little game um, that was, I think it's free on PlayStation, or at least it was on PlayStation Plus. So definitely check it out if you're looking for something that's kind of pretty chill and co-op. It has, like, for sure overcooked vibes. There's, like, a timer that ticks down, and, like, there's a gold, a silver, and a bronze. And, like, you get tickets, and you can spend on, like, hats and outfits <laughs> and skin and, and feather colors and all that kind of stuff. It's very fun. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, we haven't played a ton, but it's it's a good time. That sounds. I want to download that now. That yeah, awesome. go check it out. It's fun. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's all. Not a ton this week, uh, but bits and bobs mm. here and there. Um, but Eric, how are you? Mm. And what have you been playing? I'm bad, Ryan. I'm bad. Oh no. oh no. I'm bad. I hurt myself. I hurt myself bad. Oh no. Not bad, but but, but not good. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fi- I'm I'm good. But like yeah. I I I kinked my lower back. Or I did something to my lower back. Yep. Uh, been there. Yeah. When I was exercising, and I was like. I was, I was kind of like bent over doing something and I was like, mm, that didn't feel good. And it was fine at the time. I, I did, you know, finish my workout and everything's fine. And then just later, it just, the day just devolved into chaos as yeah. I, I was basically like, you know, what I was walking around, like I was like Batman and his back just got broken by Bane <laughs> over his knee. You know what I mean? Walking around um, like kind of at an angle. Cause that's all the yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the exact thing happen. Grunting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every <laughs> movement hurts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
your lower back is so important. Mm-hmm. Way more important than I realized. Yeah, everything. <laughs> it, everything, everything uses your everything. lower back. Yeah. It connects to your lower body? Who would have thought? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think it would be so important, but, I mean, here yeah. we are. Uh, I'm so uh, sorry. It's okay. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, but no, other than that, I'm good. Uh, and what I've been playing is I finally beat Pokemon Violet. Woo! The whole thing. I got Greninja. Cool. He's done. I got him with my slow bro. And my modest slow bro that I mentioned last time got him. <laughs> so, all good there. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever go back unless there's a really cool Pokemon they, they bring back for those terror raids. Like, if they bring, like, a, a Blastoise or a Squirtle or something cool from, like, Gen 1 or Gen 2, I'd be all, like, I'd be there. Like, Lugia, yeah. oh my god, that'd be so cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's done. And then, I still have not started Dead Space. I just haven't had the right, like, moment. Like, yeah. it, needs, it needs to hit me, you know? And I'm still debating playing Cinema Sacrifice. So, while I while I debate what to jump into, I have been playing Breath of the Wild again. Mm. Uh, because that Nintendo Direct. Whew, that Nintendo <laughs> yeah. Direct. It was it was all ups and downs. <laughs> the highs were highs and the lows were lows. <laughs> um, but I'm very excited for Tears of the Kingdom. I just may can't get here soon enough. Yeah. Um, and I just feel really bad because it comes out on my girlfriend's birthday. So oh, no. on the day of her birth, I won't even be present. Yeah, I'll you be won't gone. be there. You'll <laughs> be somewhere else. You'll be in Hyrule. I'll <laughs> be in Hyrule. <laughs> we'll celebrate in Hyrule. It'll be perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Storygoers, we hope you're doing well, and you hope we hope that you enjoyed our last episode of the Best Cuddler Character Wheel. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it. It's actually doing really good. Um, good. <laughs> it's awesome, yeah. Usually your character wheels are kind of, not hit and miss, but like, you know, sometimes they're, they're some are more popular than others, and this one's done a really good job, so very happy with that. I, I finished editing it, and I thought, this could be our dumbest episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the dumbest thing we ever made. <laughs> yeah, ever, ever. Yeah. Um, but... Speaking of episodes and, and stuff, that was a bad segue. Here I go. Ryan, we have not we have we have a new record. We have a two two episode record, another write-in Woo. from a storygoer that left one on Apple Podcast. Um, and Ryan, I think you're you're gonna do the honors of, yeah. of reading it to us if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I'd be happy to do this. Came in on Tuesday from I'm gonna try to pronounce this as best I can. I apologize. I think I, I know quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you I'm know curious that you. I know. I'm, I'm curious how you're gonna pronounce it. <laughs> That's okay. Not to embarrass you. <laughs> I was gonna say Ansane, something oh, like I was that. Like, Ain't sane. Ain't sane. Oh yeah, for sure. That's it. <laughs> for sure that's it. I like Ansane better. Kind of, not better, but I like it. It's kind of yeah. It's cool. Okay, from Ain't sane or Ansane. Let us know what it is. <laughs> um, uh, this is one of the best video game podcasts, in my opinion. Unlike an actual play podcast, they take the story from a game and make a script where if there is a game you wanted to play but never got to, you can experience the story. Which is great. That's kind of our whole yeah. our whole dig. We're trying to give yeah. you know folks who don't have time or who have missed out on games a chance to still experience the really good stories that games have um, in just exactly. a different way. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Ain't, ain't, I'm going to say Ain't Sand. That's what I was assuming. <laughs> uh, and they gave us five stars, which is super cool. Thank yeah, you so much. Very appreciated. And you can be as cool as Ain't Sane by leaving us a thought, feeling, or perspective on our Gmail account. Man, I'm just throwing, I'm just roughing. That back, this, man, that back. It's the back. Yeah, the, back is, <laughs> <laughs> the back is ruining me. Uh, you can send it to us at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All the E's are threes. You can also find us on our Instagram, you know, or you can leave a voicemail or text message at our toll-free number at 207 494 4334 and of course you can rate us on 
Apple Podcast, Spotify, all the basically all the the services. I looked it up, and we're on way more services than I ever realized. <laughs> we're on like fifty services. I never, I never, I thought it was like three. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. um, and, and of course, you can also. Oh, go ahead, please. And if you have uh, written a review or something like that on Spotify, we can't see them until we get ten of them. So, uh, folks. Yep. Please, uh, there might be some hidden there that we haven't got a chance to see. So um, keep keep doing on Spotify because we we don't get to see them until we get to ten. Um, yeah, so just a, a that'd be super there. cool to get to ten. Yeah. Ten's the 10's the goal. Yeah, you can, we, yeah. We, we probably don't need any more after that, but please keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All I want is ten. Don't do any more. <laughs> we'll, we'll start doing that in the intros. You can rate us on anything but Spotify. Uh, we reached our ten goal. Uh, and also, too, in that same vein, insane. If you uh, email us your address, if you are interested in uh, some free tail stickers, we will be happy to send those to you. Um, and of course, you can also find us on Patreon, where we are posting uh, our scripts of the episodes that we do, as well as uh, allowing you to feel the warm and fuzzy feelings of supporting your favorite podcast, which is hopefully us. And if it's not, it's okay as long as you enjoy us. It's cool too. Um, but we're only ever asking for like a dollar, nothing crazy. But of course, no worries if not. So, but yeah. Anyway, Ryan. Yeah. The Last of Us was one of our first scripts that we ever did. It was. I think it was our second or third? No. Uh, third. 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 Right, yeah. third script. Yeah. yeah that it was, was our first it was our first two parter. Um yeah. yeah. So it's a big one. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I remember I remember writing or did I write I think I, I think, think you wrote, I wrote the, the script. script. Yeah, you wrote the script. Um and it took forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took so long. Um yeah. But I, I figured, you know, we talked about this, we've been talking about the the T V show. Yeah, and it's like the biggest show right now, which makes a lot of sense. It's a fantastic story. Um, but since we had covered the story already on the show, I thought it'd be kind of fun to sit and go through the first five episodes because now, as of right now, we had that big lull because we had the early episode this last Friday. Um, so we have another another week of waiting, which kind of sucks. So we thought, why not come together, talk about the similar the similarities, the differences of the story, our thoughts on the episodes. Um, What's working, what's not working. It's just kind of like a fun way to kind of just talk about it. Because, again, one of the, the cool things about this podcast, hopefully for other people, is that they feel like they're involved in this in the conversation. They can agree or disagree with us. And if you feel differently or feel the same, you can write in and, and share those. We'd be happy to talk about them. So, But I figured we'd just jump right into the first episode. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we're not going to like go through the, the, the whole episodes of what happens story beat by story beat. But I figured we'd talk about the similarities first, if that's cool. Yeah, and uh, for sure we'll be spoiling these first five episodes. You have oh, not yeah. watched them yet, and you want that story not to be spoiled, please just... We're only covering the first five. We'll wait for the rest yep. of the ones to come out, and then we'll do a part two. Part one and part two, just like we did with the first um, the game script. Um, yeah. So uh, we are going to be spoiling those first five episodes, so just keep that in mind. Um, we're not going to be holding anything back there. And then I think... Is it fair to say then, too, we, should, we shouldn't touch on anything past the story whether it's in the game or the video or in the the game or the the tv show just so yeah i think that's fair yeah it's safe yeah yeah we, will, yeah. we okay. won't so, cover yeah. anything beyond wherever the show is right now right in perfect yeah yep. for sure in the game yep yeah. okay um so yes yeah, so let's jump right into episode one uh, okay, so the first episode, uh, when you're lost in the darkness, um, is our is has, covers a bunch of things and the kind of the the, the origin of all uh, all the characters, um, at least in the in the in the timeline. What are your thoughts on the first episode, Eric? What were you what were you feeling? I mean, what's really cool about the show? I think what did it such a good. Uh... So Eric, our first episode, when lost in the darkness. What do you think? How do you feel about it? What were your what were your thoughts walking away from that first episode? Being like so excited, what are your thoughts? Yeah, 
I know. Well, I was nervous about the show. I was yeah. so nervous. But I think, again, going back to the video game, how that that beginning act with Sarah is so pivotal to establishing that world and the tone of the game. It did such a great job, again, of setting the story or setting the tone for this TV show. Even more so. I feel like the TV show is is the the second chance of revising or improving upon an already fantastic story. Um, and that's what this seems like so far. Because um, though we only see Sarah for a little bit of the game, the idea of a child being killed is always, is always just horrific, right? But what the TV, do, TV show does so well is that it expounds upon that and builds upon Sarah as a character. Like her getting her dad's watch fixed. And though that happened in the game, but we actually see her do that in the real world. Take, a, take the watch to the shop, getting that done, and you kind of see the hints of that something's wrong in the world that we don't really know what yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that it was like really early on. Like she had no idea, but the, sh- the, the shop owner, the clock uh, fixer's wife kind of knew something was happening though you weren't sure. And all the helicopters flying by and it wasn't until nighttime that yeah. things got real. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of wild. So, um, and they build upon Sarah's kindness with her neighbors. She didn't want to go over, but she did. And she's very kind in that regard and like made cookies and the hinting of it. As well as the horrifying nature of the infection, right? And I remember like say, like watching that moment when Sarah had her back to the old woman and thinking like, is that supposed to be as creepy as it is? Like, this seems so. Like, was she supposed to be doing that? And then, of course, yeah, thinking about it, like, yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah. that was the, that was the terrifying part of it. And we learn why later in episode two, uh, why she's infected. But um, that they just did it perfectly. They didn't have to change anything i think that's the 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 thing i'm seeing in all these episodes that we'll kind of get to as we go go down the line is that they're only changing things that can be changed to better impact the story there's no changes that have happened really that have been that have been negative in any way that i've really seen which is wild even the location of the of the spread or what happened or how it started even the tendrils um but yeah sorry I'm, i'm jumping ahead of myself i think that they, they did a great job of them getting to set the pace with Sarah's death. Again, it wasn't that different. And I think, Ryan, you even, told, you even said this in our, in our group chat when we were talking about it. Like that beginning scene of them driving from their home and into the city. Because they're in Texas, right? I forget yeah, where they they're were. they're in Texas. They're in Austin. Um, they're in Austin. Okay. Driving into the city of Austin. It looks just like it is in the game. The, yeah. the direction of people, the running, it's everything is just wild. It is, it is so well done. Even even the hesitation of the the military soldier wanting to not wanting to kill Joel and Sarah, um, they just they nailed it, which is so it's so wild, it's so wild. Um, and man, Pedro Pascal is just so cool. Like why? <laughs> yeah. How? Yeah, how can he just be so cool? Job. Yeah, I don't understand. Like it's just wild to me. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I think I think that beginning scene again defines such a good story and they nailed it because it was already perfect you know what i mean but i mean that's not true i'm lying because like it was it, it was personally perfect but then he built upon it more to build sarah as more of a character and now i would say it's it's pretty perfect you know what i mean like i a running thing that a, a running thought he's uh having when i watch the show is that man i really hope this doesn't ruin the game for me like because it feels like all these things are really making it more enjoyable and i'm a little scared to go back and play the game now because i'm like am i gonna not enjoy the game as much as i enjoyed the show and it's a little bit scary so i don't know i don't know what do you think about the beginning of, of the of the spread 
Yeah, I thought it was like so well done and the slow like frog boiling in water. A really bad uh, thing to do. Please don't boil frogs in water. But like this, Please like don't do that. you know that something is wrong, but it is just so incremental that you, you almost don't notice it. Like the first thing is the, the radio message like, hey, there's something going on in this place around the world. They're like, hey, where's that? Who knows? Doesn't matter. It's far away. And then like they go throughout their day and like there's the like um, there's one of the things I don't know if you, you noticed this, Eric, is um, in, in, or if anybody noticed, I didn't notice, I, I was watching a YouTube video and they're telling me that, um, when Sarah is at school, one of the little kids is like moving his hand uncontrollably as like in, in one of the, one of the, one of the symptoms what? is mo- loss of motor control. And so you get this like weird, like, oh man, why is that person just moving his arm so strange? And then like it, it cuts to something else and I you see, see like that. all kinds of strange things happening throughout the day. Like, like the, the, uh, you can tell something is wrong, but again, it's hard to know how wrong it is. And Sarah, as a kid, just doesn't understand. Um, and I think you have this moment that wasn't in the game that is in the the show where Sarah is in the backseat worried because they tell her to comfort her, oh, it's just in the city. She just went to the city that day. She's like, oh, but but you have to go there for a long time, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a bit, you know what I mean? There's this extra layer because we have this connection to Sarah in that narrative it, it adds more tension to that moment and and we'll find out in the next episode you know what the cause of the um the outbreak is and all throughout this episode they're dropping hints of like they didn't eat pancakes that day right they didn't take the right. biscuits from the people next door mm-hmm. they didn't have they their the birthday cookies. cake right all of these yep. things that they didn't have which which like you know it's so well done and so thoughtful in a way that the game just you don't have the budget to have sarah like, to, to make an entire city just for one scene. It just doesn't make sense. And that gameplay isn't fun. And I think mm-hmm. what I'm noticing in the game, kind of like what you are saying with the, does it ruining the game, is it, the story is better without the constant, like, gameplay pieces where you're just walking right. from part A to part B, killing a bunch of people, and then the next scene happens. I think it's a better story when it's just narrative, 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 narrative. And I think... That is just a symptom of the types of games that were being created at that time. Um, I think games now do a better job of filling in that that space with different type of stereo and different type of motions. And as I think we move away from like needing to do loading screens, I think that'll get even tighter. Um, but overall, I really loved it. I loved the I loved the the first episode. It did such a good job of setting up the stakes, the character relationships, and all of those things. And I think it, like you're saying, it made it that that last scene even more impactful. Um, because of the time we spent with Sarah, because of that emotional connection we had with her. And, um, yeah, the, the infected are like so much scarier, I think, in in he, in the show than I think they were in the game. That's because in the game, you, you kill so much, many more, so many more of them. Um, and you're, you know, like as a player, I know, oh, Sarah's never actually going to be in danger because she doesn't have a weapon. She doesn't have a run button. Like. I, I know meta meta wise that they're mm-hmm. not going to put this character in danger as I'm playing her, uh, you know what I mean. So th- mm-hmm. that but w- even even knowing that, that it was so tense when she was in that house and things started to go wrong, or when like Ugh. she went back in the house again, you know what I mean. And we know as 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 even as people who've played this story, what's going on and why that's a bad idea. And I think that's also part of what makes it so successful is they are playing with both us as as people who've played the games, what we know and what we're expecting and using mm-hmm. that tension. And then also people who haven't played it are like, what what's going on here? Like somebody somebody had mentioned that they thought that Sarah was stealing that money from Joel. 
Um, it was going to go then sell that watch, but that's something I never thought of because I've played the game and I knew, you know yeah. what I mean? But oh somebody God. who doesn't know Sarah's character and doesn't know who they are, we need to establish that this is a kind and good person. How do we do that, right? And so then mm-hmm. they found a way to do that. So like so many things that are both for us as people who have like played this game and done this story, the people who haven't, um, it's, it's just so well done. That is, a, wow, that's such a good point. I never thought about that perspective because like, yes, in, in our minds, but the game Sarah's like a sweetheart. <laughs> like, yeah, she was never really steal, like, kind. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She cares so oh, much about wow. her dad, and we know that. But yeah, in that moment, you've only known her for you know five minutes. Um, so that's wild. That's such a good wow. I'm so glad you said that because like, and those are the little things that like when people do share their perspectives on the story, whether you played it or not, you learn something different yeah. about how someone saw that the show or saw the story. Um, that is so interesting. Yeah, and and again, they do and like in the game. Well, actually, no, because uh, I was going to say, like, in the game, you see Joel and Tommy's relationship as really positive before things go down, but you don't, right? You don't yeah. see you don't see Tommy. You, yeah. you don't, yeah. So, like, the fact that Tommy came in the show early, and you see that dynamic, and, and even though it was, like, what, five minutes long, not even, when they're talking, you can tell they have a really strong dynamic, really strong family bond. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in the, in the game, you don't see Tommy until everything goes down. Wow. Yeah. So, again, it's just these little things they're adding to just build upon an already great story, yeah. which is wild. Um, yeah, that's so cool. And you, can, and you can see that Joel is just trying his... It, like, like in the story, Joel's always just trying his best, right? Even to his own detriment. And you can see that it, it was the same way uh, in his personal life. And, and before, yeah. I mean, uh, in his life before the... the uh, the pandemic infection um right yeah because i think like the whole purpose of this first episode is to show joel's failure in this moment right and yeah. again it wasn't a yeah. failure that joel had any control over but like that joel feels like a failure in this moment this is his first time he has let somebody he cares about die and that mm-hmm. will color the rest of his experience for the rest of his life um and and that how impactful and important that was so we had to care about that character so we could feel what joel was feeling in that moment how hard that was um that's what it's it's setting us up for there which i wonder if like they wanted to really draw out sarah's character more because we weren't playing as her because we were playing as her and had some kind of like connection with her in that regard yeah 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 Yeah, that's a really good point yeah yeah because when you play as a character you have some kind of connection with them in a in a a way yeah Um, definitely so yeah, that's really interesting because you can tell, like you said, right? She doesn't pick up a gun. She doesn't fight. She's very, she's just, you know, she's just a person. You know, she's she's yeah, a young just kid. A kid. Yeah. yeah. So like the idea that she's going to be killing these infected, like obviously it's not going to happen. And then she dies after we have controlled her, and she just gets shot. Like it's, it's pretty wild. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Which yeah. It, it's something that just had, it, at least in my memory, has not happened. That that emotional moment in 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 this intro is like the most emotional moment in any game I have played up to this point yeah. ever, right? That that had such an impact. No game had, at least, again, maybe games have done it well, that, that I weren't aware of, but it, I had that same emotional impact for me, I think, um, in that same way. I can think of another game. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it later. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think that the, the, the beginning was very solid, right? And yeah, then, of course, it goes sure. into it, what, 23 years later or 20 years later? 20 years later, yeah, which, again, yeah. there's a time difference. In the game, it takes place in 2013, which is when the first Kane game came out. And in the show, it's taking place in 2003. So the game, the, the show is taking place in 2023. The game was taking place in 2033, I guess, would be the time oh, wow, difference yeah. there. Um, That's wild. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. But we, we see, essentially, very much of it is very similar. Um, yeah. 
Well, actually, before we even jump into that, they had the interview in the beginning. The yeah. interview about the fungus, yeah. which was super uncomfortable. Super yeah. uncomfortable because like, it is so... I think, I think people... Obviously, I, I would imagine all the storygoers know the story, right? So we know that the, the cordyceps are real things for ants and bees, right? Yeah. And when they're talking about it in this interview, it was just like, oh, God, like, yeah, this makes total sense. Like, this yeah. could be a thing one day. Yeah. This is so yeah. scary. So scary. Yeah, you have, like, again, experts in their field telling us, hey, this is something to be scared of. It is. It does such a great job of us as, if you, if you don't know anything, again, if you're going into this not knowing anything about anything, this is setting you up for, mm-hmm. this is how scary fungus can be. This is how scary, yeah. this is something that really exists. Um, be scared of it. And then we're going to show you why you should be scared of it in the next, you know, hour. Um, yeah. It'd be funny if this show, like, got all, like, nature mushroom hikes like just banned yeah <laughs> mushrooms yeah. are off the shelves <laughs> declining yeah, yeah. no mushroom farms nothing yeah. um but yeah and i think that was just so that that interview then with sarah's moment right is just really just hammered like this is gonna be a rough show yeah you know what i mean yeah. this is gonna be a rough rough show yeah. um so yeah, but everything everything up to this point is great, right? And then leads us to the future of 2023 where Joel is the Joel that we know. And Pedro Pascal does a great job as him. Like, he does yeah. fantastic. Like, I, I was a little... I didn't feel, like, negative about it, but I also was like, eh. Like, I almost thought, what's his face from from Game of Thrones who played um, Jamie? Like, Nicholas something? Hmm. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a strong a strong candidate for for Joel. Um, so when Pedro Pascal was, was said to be playing Joel, I was like... That's cool. I like Pedro Pascal, and I yeah. can see it. Yeah. yeah, like he wasn't my first choice, but I'm glad. I'm glad they obviously knew what they were doing. All the actors in the show are fantastic. So like incredible, yeah, incredible, yeah. So they they whoever was the casting director or whoever that person is, I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> did a did a fantastic job. And by the way, also I want to say this. And I'll probably say this again five times as we go through all the episodes. Whoever does the um, the set design deserves whatever award i don't watch award shows i think they're stupid but like whatever award is for tv i want to be funny and be like the grammys i know it's not the grammys but like you know like or emmys or whatever it is and whoever yeah. or golden globes i don't care uh whoever did those those set pieces all the people who did that deserve some a raise or recognition because those yeah, set pieces stunning. just like as good as the acting can be if the setting doesn't look realistic enough to what is happening in the world, then it won't be believable. And those settings, those 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 sets that they built are just amazing. Every scene, they're amazing. It is it blows my mind how good those scenes are, and it's just, or the settings are. Um, it's just it's wild to me. But yeah, um, but yeah, we see Joel right. He's doing his thing. You see, he's doing the smuggling thing that he's done in the game. Yeah. Um, and we know that that how we kind of learn about Tess. And I think it's Robert is the uh, guy yeah. that smuggles. Yeah, that yeah. dynamic was very different compared to the games, but that's okay because we didn't need it. We weren't guns a blazing to kill this person. We kind of just needed to understand what the role was that Robert played, which was he had a car battery that now is not. Yeah, which in the game it, it was yeah. guns. In the game he was running guns. Oh, was that All right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So because again, again, they're 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 making sure we know that Joel cares about his brother. And in the game, that wasn't something that like we really learned about until until later. Right, because what was the, what was the, I, see, I, I wanted to look this up and I forgot to, but what was the reason for Joel taking Ellie? It was just to smuggle. Same right? same reason, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, um, it, there, I don't think I, it was, um, like, I, I don't remember if 
Marlene went to find them, or if it was after they killed Robert, they just ran into each other. Robert. Yeah, it, it was it was for the same reason. They know Jill. I think the the this it might be the same writing. They know Joel and Tess get things done. They yep. know they are good at moving things around this world. Um, and so they, I think I think they're. I, I I don't know if Tommy did Tommy join the Fireflies in the um, game as well for a brief Yeah, he was. I think he did. He was a yeah. in the Fireflies, but then he quit before yeah. we meet him. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think, but I'll, yeah. I'll double check. It's all, um, it's all, but yeah, yeah, it was nothing to do with finding Tommy, like it is in the show. Right, right? exactly. There was Tommy. Yeah. yeah, there was there was that. There was nothing to do with Tommy. It was we need to go and um, we 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 suffered a loss here because something happened here. We need to Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think I think Marlene also wanted the guns. I think he had sold them. That, to, maybe that's her, what it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah yep, because yep. she needed them to escort the uh, yeah to escort Ellie out. Right, 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 right. Which I imagine they, they changed it to make Joel more sympathetic. He cares about his brother, right? Yeah. Which is a much mm-hmm. more human way to connect with somebody than the possession of, or just wanting to smuggle for smuggling sigs into to secure yeah. them. So, which actually is very human as well. So, yeah. but I think the the brother aspect is much more. Right. It shows right. it shows a, a side of Joel that he's not showing, mm-hmm. right? And compassion and caring, where he is very in the exterior, cold and and yeah. distant. So. Uh, uh, but it's fine. Like, again, another good detail that they shifted to make work, and it worked. Um, and then, of course, the introduction of Ellie, which I think I think the uh, the actor's name is Bella Ramsey. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Bella Ramsey, incredible, yeah. incredible job. Yeah. yeah. I, I again, when when it was announced, I was hoping I, I forget the other actor's name who I was hoping is for. They were in um, uh, the movie Book Smart, and uh, they're in some other things. They're like the the lead person online i saw everyone always wanted her her to be the the ellie but she wasn't she had aged out and i think Maisie williams as well from game of thrones was considered as well which i yeah. i don't know if it would have worked but um but bella ramsey's been doing a great job and like yeah. just her just her the way that ellie swears in the game is just so like vocal i think bella ramsey's doing a fantastic job in that regard as well so yeah. her being chained up and we didn't see. I don't think you see in the game that Ellie's chained up, right? Yeah. So I we think see the more first the... time we see Ellie is is when Marlene gives her to us. Because again, in the mm-hmm. game, you're just following the perspective of just the character you're in control of. So in the show, there's a lot of like, okay, let's zoom out of of Joel and Tess and go see Marlene for a little bit. Let's zoom out of that and go yeah. see Ellie. That just isn't happening in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, that's not in in the game. It's a different experience, right? You're you're following a character. You're being a character. And we see more of Marlene. I only mentioned Marlene, right? We see more of Marlene. To where we can build somewhat not like a, a, a serious connection with her, but understand that her her methods are or her her mindset is in a good place. She wants to cure the infection, and Ellie is the means to that. And so she, her her means are pure, or her her desire is pure. Um, which then you kind of relate. I would say Marlene is a, as a good person, right? The Fireflies mm-hmm. are. You're not sure if the Fireflies are good or not, but Marlene wants to save everybody. So like it's like yeah, I think they are. Um, yeah. And you get kind of hints at Fedra. So Fedra being, and, and actually, I'm curious. The Fedra is the the military force guarding the, the quarantine zones. Um, and I don't really remember thinking a whole lot about Fedra in the game, quite honestly. No, it, again, because they were just kind of a name that was heard, but they they didn't have this same sense of like foreboding. Or and in the game, you really don't interact with Fedra other than like you see them scanning people on the side of the street, or you mm-hmm. see them at checkpoints, but there is no kind of interaction with them in the same way that, that happens in the uh, in the game in the show, right? Where Joel has a Fedra agent that he's actively talking to, and they're all right. talking about Fedra a lot. Yeah, in the game, it's just kind of um, not really talked much about. I think that the significance of Fedra being so much more profound, or, or really like 
more defined in the show was kind of understand like the role that the military would probably play in the situation which i think is kind of spot on they, they really decide who lives and who dies like with the child this is the new yeah, thing they that the show, opening the child yeah the it was yep. so intense yeah because you could tell that frederick person like was cared and, and yeah didn't like that they had to do this but is wants to make this child happy in their last moments and make them feel comforted Again, showing that Fedra isn't all just bad, evil people, but they're in, like, impossible situations and doing what they have to do to, to survive. Yeah, which, again, like like in our everyday right now, right, in every position, every job out there, there are good and bad, right? And so I think, and it kind of goes to the show later on in the episodes as well, how one Fedra is worse than another Fedra yeah. or better than yeah. another Fedra. We can talk about that when we get there. But I thought it was very interesting how this shows how the impact of Fedra, like, they are they are the, the, the rule makers, right? They decide who lives, who dies. And they're the ones who execute that. So, very interesting. But yeah, so everything it seems like is basically the same up to that point, right? Joel gets Joel and Tess get uh, charge of Ellie. Ellie is reluctant to want to go. And there's that scene where Ellie and Joel are together in the safe house and Joel goes to sleep. Yeah. And she he wakes up and is like, you talk in your sleep. You know that? Or whatever she says. Um, but then, of course, adding in the, the codes of these the songs on the radio. Yeah, that which, was new. That was new, which then is the payoff for later on down the down the road a little bit, which is really cool. Um, which again, it's just more of those. I think they do a great job at adding little, like Nine Dog already does, adding little hints uh, throughout the to, to get the payoff later on. Nine Dog's always been good at that, and I think that they just again continue to do well. I love that Neil Druckmann is is so a part of this so much as I think it's Craig something, the showrunner of the show. Like yeah. they seem like very much equals in this whole thing, which is great because I don't think I don't think one having more power than the other would have led to anything positive so it sounds like they're a bunch of equal partners in this which is awesome yeah um i'm almost a little sad that the other creator of the last of us wasn't involved in this more yeah and kind of got cut out of the yeah. uh like any type of of credit in in those types of things I'm, that i don't know what that mess is that sounds really unfortunate but i don't know the details yeah i feel bad and it just seems like neil druckmann's the only only creator of the last of us which right, is a yeah. huge it's a huge pedigree to, to have on your shoulders yeah, so like yeah I, it just feels a little feels a little gross um, mm-hmm. unfortunately but yeah whatever um they, i'm sure they i'm sure they couldn't oh i dropped them i'm sure they couldn't i gotta stop playing with things while i'm talking um i'm sure they couldn't do it because of if they had him in the credits they probably would have to pay him right the other creator i'm sure that it is yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 which is kind of gross to think about but whatever um that's yeah not it's not okay but yeah it is it just <laughs> yeah. kind of is what it is i guess um but really up to that point is the same um i think the only big difference i could think of going from that because they leave the safe house they they go out mm-hmm. test finds her the route they leave the route yep. um they go out into the rain as they do in the game before going out into the boston and that but in this in the show though the difference is they run to the federal soldier who aims the gun at yeah at the group which triggers joel back to the trauma of 20 years ago that causes him to charge at the Fetra soldier. And it sounds like, do, do you think he killed him? For sure. I, for you sure think so? Okay. Him. Yeah. And also, difference in the game, there's two soldiers in the show, there's one. Um, oh, is that which right? I'm assu- yeah, which I'm assuming is just so it feels oh, you're right. more impactful. Because again, they want to call back to that moment. You're, they want to call yeah. back to that trauma. Um, mm-hmm. So that's I think that's why they made that choice. And then they, it also is the, is the same soldier that Joel interacted with earlier in the day, right? Who was telling, he sold yeah. the drugs to. Um, which again, you have that connection. Yes. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. just really interesting. Really, really well done. Yeah. 
And it, it kind of shows too when it's when it's trauma, right? Not to make this to a therapy podcast. When it's <laughs> trauma, right? When somebody becomes triggered and someone's trauma and someone is uh, affected by significant trauma, like loss, like like Joel has with Sarah, right? When when that triggers, your brain goes into survival mode, right? You yeah. cannot think rationally in survival mode. You're thinking of survival. You can't you can't weigh pros and cons. So when Joel attacks him, that's that is a very human instinct to to do that because you're trying to you're in survival mode you have to you have to protect yourself right and then that's what kind of happened even though he just murdered someone in front of a child right in front of ellie yeah. he looks back and he kind of knows what he's done his his hands all bloody right from even from self-induced uh injuries from punching yeah. um and i think that kind of that moment that brings him back but i i i would i would knowing him now knowing the droll of the tv show now from all the episodes we've seen i would imagine that in that moment he had a little bit of regret um, yeah. Though he had to do what he had to do, I think doing that in front of Ellie was, was I think he identified that as, as a wrong thing. But yeah, yeah, that's just kind of my personal take. So, but yeah, and then you see at the end of that of that episode as they walk into the distance of Boston, you see the two towers of, of one leaning on the other one from the game, as well as I don't know if you saw this right. There's a clicker on the left side. Oh, no. Of the building, screaming out on top of the building for a split oh. second as the lightning comes over. Oh, that's um, super cool. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Ryan, is there anything that we missed that you can think of, and what are your what are your thoughts overall of that first episode? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think I think it's a great I think it's a great experience. There's there's yeah. so much there, and they cover so much um, as as part of that. that I think I think it, it it's it's really good. Uh, the, again, there's there's just they do such a good job of highlighting what was good in the game and taking out what isn't necessary for the TV show. It is necessary right. for the game because otherwise it would be like you'd just be watching a 4-hour movie, right? But it mm-hmm. is important it, it, but they are able to kind of tighten that down for the show in a way that I think really benefits it. Yeah, yeah. It's almost it almost does it more justice because like at least when you think about the game like the odds of like if you think about the game from a from a realistic standpoint, the odds that Joel is just like murdering so many people yeah. successfully mm-hmm. without getting injured is just kind of like wild, right? Yeah. Um so like what's kind of nice is that he isn't having to go through hordes of people and hordes of infected, right? Like he is just kind of like it is a much more realistic take, which I think just does it more justice and more, uh, just makes it more believable, and more enjoyable. You know, yeah. if, if if it had been if it had been a, a you know a straight from the video game adaptation, like he would have been killing so many more people. And I don't know if that's really someone that you can. It's hard to connect with Joel if you're if you're seeing him kill a bunch of people in that regard when you're not playing as him i guess i don't know if that makes sense but like yeah i don't think it would have been easy to connect with joel as well if, if we see him just constantly killing people For so sure. um but yeah i think it's it was it's just such a good a good way to start the show and and i love i think tess is so good in this as well uh, mm-hmm. i feel like the the actor that plays tess did such a great job with tess like just very tess like just more i really really not a whole lot different obviously besides their appearance but like did a did a great job with it, I thought. Um, but yeah, so of course leads us to episode two, mm-hmm. which is I don't know if you saw that it said the title episode one, the uh, Lost in the Darkness. Sure, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, yeah. we'd restart a few times, but uh, episode two being uh, titled "Infected," and of course, yeah. good reason why is when we first see the infected. Um, I thought going into this, Ryan, I thought that episode two would be all about them going through those two towers in boston that we go through in the game one's leading yeah. on the other one they probably have a name and i just don't i don't i don't know uh i don't know what they are so i'm sorry for any bostonians that are like <laughs> i'm trying to think of how to do a boston i have to say boston haba in order to do like a boston accent and i still can't do it very well so that was embarrassing um but yeah so 
I was I come to find, of course, we don't go into those. And I thought that'd yeah. be such a cool thing to do if they had to go through those buildings and you're kind of leaning on stuff. And but I'm sure that would have been a huge hassle to have to film and like and just set that up. And they just skip past it entirely. And honestly, at, at first I was a little bummed about it, but like it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's fine. And actually, I'm skipping ahead because I was just thinking about the last the 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 last episode and seeing those towers. But of course, in the beginning of the episode, we see the oh right the the journey of this uh what what kind of uh professor was she it was just fun guy, uh, right? mycologist yeah mycologist, mycologist. Fung- yep. fungus yeah 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 which i mean it's like where, where is this going it seemed like it felt like <laughs> a really weird opening yeah um and, and like the fact they walk into this this restaurant and they find her and she's like am i in trouble like i would have felt the yeah. same way as her yeah. i was i was really connected with it. i was like am i in trouble did i do something wrong um yeah. but i think like once it hit that moment where she opens the body's mouth the dead uh, body's mouth and you see yeah. the tendrils yeah, that was a that was a big conversation I had with my my girlfriend talking about the first episode. Is like, why are they not like wearing gas masks? Like, right? Why, they where totally the changed. Yeah, how yeah. that works. Yeah, which I'm assuming because they didn't want to film folks with gas masks on all the time, right? But, just the Mandalorian uh, for Pedro Pascal. Exactly. <laughs> just his face. He's always masked. The entire sequence, which is also they change in the game. Uh, which maybe I'm, I'm skipping episodes here. In the game, Joel doesn't believe Ellie's uh, immune until she like walks and hangs out in spores. Because there's no spores, they had to have what will happen in this episode happen. Essentially, yeah. is that yeah. she gets yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, like yeah, and then of course the impact of that conversation at the end of this beginning, the end of this beginning, the end moment of this beginning act of when the military officer asks the professor, what the specialist, what should we do, and yeah. she's like, you should bomb. <laughs> Yeah, bomb and everything, I, <laughs> bomb which is like all. a wild recommendation, yeah. a wild recommendation. But yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It shows like how scary it is. Like there's, there's, we are, we are. You, fourteen people are lost. This is in our food supply. It's in flour, which is in everything. There's nothing we can do. And then they like cut to Ellie looking into a crater in Boston, right? Because that's what yep. they did. They they that's did what, they what did. she said. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> well, I mean, Boston has the QZ zone. Some some That's places true. don't even have the quarantine zone, so it it killed enough of the infected to at least allow some people to survive. Um, yeah. which is wild and scary in its own. You know what I mean? That having to make Ugh. those decisions. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to best decisions in the apocalypse <laughs> in the next episode. But yeah. um, but no, I just thought it was so. I, I, I can only see myself giving the recommendation of bombing everything if I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm like, like <laughs> yeah. Eric, what should we do? I'm like, we need to bomb everything. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Just like, we have antibiotics, man. Everyone just put mouth guards in. You're cool. We can't fight. But no, I just, it, it again, it set the pace. Like in episode one with the interview, it just set the pace of. This could be messed. You need up. to be scared of this. You need to yeah. be terrified. Yeah, you need to understand how impactful and scary this is. Yeah, actually, I was asking Ryan. Like, do you feel like uh, what's the worst tragedy? Right? Obviously, <laughs> this is sounds so bad. Right? I'm going to regret this. We might have to cut this out. Uh, what's, what's the, the worst, worst tragedy here? <laughs> Obviously, children dying. Horrible. Yeah, for sure. Bad. Or that. Every pastry chef likely got infected and died. And all at once, yeah. <laughs> Everyone who enjoys bread, no matter what, are gone. Uh, I, you... Yeah. Sorry, I would cut you off. I'm sorry. I got really excited. Lindsay and I, or my girlfriend and I, are trying to buy a bread maker. Uh, yeah. But now I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Yeah. I, I've been like, we cut out Oreos. Like, we don't we don't buy a whole lot yeah. of processed food anymore successfully yeah. for the first time ever. And we're really proud of it. So I've been making a lot of, like, cookies and my own, like, foods. But yeah. now, after that first episode of The Last of Us, like... 
or the second one, I mean, like, screw that. Yeah. I don't have flour anymore. Because I guess, the, like in Jakarta, I guess, is right, is where it's... Yep, the they, uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, exactly. Some of our, yeah. That's where most flour comes from, is that they're the, one, the, one, the, world, the world's largest flouring producers. Yeah, and flour I think the, the reason they switched it to Jakarta is cordyceps is an Asian fungus. It is not found in yeah. South America. So that's that's why they made that switch, uh, would be my assumption. And again, like you said, flour. Flour comes from Jakarta. That makes sense. We don't have to worry about spores. It's spread through bread. Oh. And just everyone everywhere consumes flour in, in something or another, right? Um, right. So it's just real, real bad. Listen, no offense to Jakarta. I'm sure they're great, great place. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Can we please put a new flower plant somewhere else? Anywhere. I'll take it anywhere. I don't care where. Just anywhere where cordyceps are not found, please. Like, if we don't learn from this, like, we will be the dumbest species ever. Like, if this actually ever happened, like, what? we had the warning. Like, yeah. it was in a stupid, it was in a show. Like, come on. <sighs> anyway. Uh, that was my, but yeah. So you, you, story goes right in. What's worse, child death or pastry chefs dying? That was awful. But I'm gonna, I regret saying that. All right, we don't learn from our mistakes. So, uh, yeah. So then we get into the cold. We get through that intro. We come back, right? And it's just the three Joel, Tessinelli going through Boston, and they don't go through that. Like I said, they don't go through those two towers. I keep saying two towers. You know what I mean, right? The, yeah. The, not the, the two towers, but the yes, the two towers. Two towers. Yeah. Um, uh, instead, opting to go through the the museum. Right. And that's where you get the information about no spores. It's all tendrils. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. and also, like, um, what was I going to say? Uh, um, the, in, in that first episode, um, Ellie gets scanned, and you find out that she flashes oh. red. So then when yes. they, 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 like, trap her in a room, and she's, like, eating a sandwich, which is, that's like, which right. ha- on bread, which is just an even more of a fuck you that she gets to enjoy <laughs> bread. Um, nobody else does. Um where then they're like, this this can't be real, this isn't what's going on, neither of them believe it, and then because of things that happen, um, they they have to believe it because of, of yeah, they can go to the museum wait, and all that. Wait, where'd the bread come from? No one can Who eat knows? bread. I mean, they have this bread sitting around? I mean, around? you could you could you could grow local wheat, I'm sure, and harvest it to make flour. Um, too soon. Too soon. Yeah. I don't too know. soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine being true. the only person in the world who can eat bread? I know. How, it, that's a what flex. a superpower. What a superpower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which it's a, there are people in the world who cannot eat bread, which is a big bummer. Oh, but um, <laughs> they would survive. I'm so sorry. They would, they they would, would survive. It. Oh my god, yeah. they would make it. Yeah. Well, they make it in the beginning. Right. Oh, and but. also, again, we were probably spending far too much long on all of this. I love the Atkins call out in the first episode because Atkins was a big fad diet in the early two thousands where you didn't eat any carbs, right? Yeah. So because Joel set up on Atkins, whether he was telling the truth or not, <laughs> oh, yeah, he obviously right. wouldn't be eating any carbs or any bread. Um, so everyone on Atkins would also be fine, which wow, was like a huge right. fad diet in the early two thousands. I thought that was just a, a joke. Good, I mean, it That's probably so was good. just a joke, but again, that that is another reason why, like, if if he isn't lying, that be another reason why he hasn't eaten any bread that day um i would love confirmation if joel was on atkins or not that would be so good i didn't realize that i didn't realize the connection it had to to yeah. flour that's so yeah. funny yeah 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 because you don't need that's any so carbs good. on atkins which i don't think is great for your brain guys you need some no carbs. please don't um, do that yeah have some we're carbs. doctors listen to us we're do- no. <laughs> no, no, no no we're not disclaimer <laughs> we are not doctors do not listen to us we don't know anything <laughs> Yeah, not, not even in the scope of just normal people. We don't know. <laughs> right. That's what we ask for, for, for thoughts, feelings, and perspectives. We got none of yeah. our own. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But no, yeah, you're totally right, Ryan. I think that's so that's really important to kind of know, like, and then she shows the bite mark, obviously, yep. to show that she can do this, which then, like in the game, sparks this motivation for Tess that maybe this yeah. is a chance for redemption, even though you don't know that yet. And yeah. so, which is, you know, it's, it, I think normally if it was anything else, Tess would be like, no, this is too much. Like, let's just yeah. go back. I think if it wasn't for this, but the significance, like, that's a huge, I can't imagine what that would feel like to know, like, to be in that situation, feels as hopeless for 20 years and then see this ray of, of hope that in the form of a child they to get across the United States, that's, that's big. Yeah. And I often think about, like, now after we go through all these other episodes, I often, well, we'll get there. Actually, I'm, I'm jumping too far ahead. I'll yeah. come back to this point. So then, instead of going through those towers, we go through the museum. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the moment we talk about, um, uh, they show the, the importance of the tendrils and the, and, the, mm-hmm. and the growths underneath. And they, and they relay it back to the, what's it called, the fungal highway or the, the fungal network that is, is in real life a thing where yeah. fungi are all connected and speak to one another in a sense of, or communicate or signal to each other, I guess is the best way Yeah, to there is a mycelium um, network, I think, in Oregon that is like hundreds of miles long. Um, where this entire forest is like it's 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 one being, which is buck wild. Just destroy uh, it. I don't yeah. even. No no <laughs> no more <laughs> no more fungi. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but I, which is and then of course goes into the significance later when they crush the 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 network on the ground in front of the museum. It crumbles to dust. Like it's okay, and they yeah. they tell you that if it's alive, it can sing the hordes from miles away, yeah. and they know exactly where to go. Which is which adds another layer of fear mm-hmm. that the game never had. Like, can you right. imagine having to, to to maneuver around these networks to not set them off? That would have been yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. Why? Even actually, even more. I think I'm a little sad because I feel like in the if, to think about it from a gameplay perspective, uh, which we don't often do, but in this one moment we will. That would have been wild, right? Instead of being yeah. fe- afraid of the spores, we're afraid of the tendrils in the ground and like how. And the networks on the ground, we can't trigger those. Those are just alarms. You know what I mean? Like, you have to move around them slowly and carefully. That would have been really cool. Really, really And I think cool. it would be much more interesting because in the game, you just put a gas mask on. You don't have to think about it, right? right? Where yeah. it's even even from a gameplay perspective, it isn't as interesting. But it, it probably, again, came from, like, a, we only have certain so much time to develop this idea. This is what we're going to go with. Or this is what makes sense. When people think of mushrooms they, or fungus, they think of spores. So we'll do spores. Yep. Uh, but, again, you just put a mask on it. It trivializes it. So I think that definitely makes it more interesting yeah you never have to really work because they just do it automatically so you don't yep. have to really worry about ingesting. yeah um so yeah so then you see that importance of that they go into the museum and essentially the museum is pretty much the same as in it's, the game yeah, yeah i mean shot again for shot. shot for shot you see like the same you see some of the same things you see some of the same places um in in yeah, same items yeah same yeah. items yeah the same things on the stands the same parts um the same like way they maneuver around it the same like getting separated mm-hmm. is it happens in the game um, which again is important because of reasons. Um, yeah, it is. It is pretty shot for shot. Which I, I, I'm really enjoying the shot for shot pieces to where, it, as somebody who's played the game, get to then see like, oh yeah, I remember playing that. But then they get to you know build up the world around it. I think that's a great combo. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And I think that like, I, I think that the big standout of this scene of the bot of the museum is just how wild the clickers look. So in wild. The show. Yeah, it is. I watched the um, so every, at the end of every show. I didn't notice until the, the fifth episode. But at the end of every show is a, like a little, like small, little, like five minute, little like behind the scenes footage of every episode. Have you watched these, Ryan? No, no, I haven't. Oh, they're very good. I highly recommend them. They're only like like, like five six minutes long each. And they just go behind the scenes. And I guess what they did is they reached out to a lot of fans of the of the game and people who 
who are very confident they can mimic clickers and so there's a lot of them are, i guess fans of the show and oh, that's really why cool. it's so realistic because they they yeah. they're just so mega fans um because what the clicking and the the walking is just so, so spot on yeah and i saw in this as well that like when they were designing the clickers for the show i think the person who did the oh, man i forget what he did he did the special effects for another show or he did the the prosthetics for another show and i forget what show it was maybe it was chernobyl i don't think it was but yeah, the um, same showrunner did Chernobyl, so maybe. He's, I forget where this guy came from, yeah. But essentially, he, he was starting to do his own designs and then went back to the, the Naughty Dog ones from the game and felt like those were so just good already that he used those instead. And it's just so interesting, like, how realistic they make the clickers. Yeah. It's so that moment when it screeches and that's the first time you really see a... Like is it calcified? What is the? I don't know what the growth. It's, like the, it's just the, hardened, like hardened fungus. Yeah, yeah. Cal- calcified might be. There's, I don't think there's calcium. But no, you're right. That's, that's the. Uh, I, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. We're doctors. <laughs> we are doctors. It's calcium. Uh, it is calcium. Calcium um, from <laughs> mushrooms. Mushroom don't drink calcium. <laughs> drink, drink mushrooms. Um, yeah, hardened, hardened mushroom. Uh, I don't know what that would be hardened called, mushrooms. but yeah, hard, hard, hard mushrooms. <laughs> but no, I think it's, it's it was. Is so unsettling. Yeah, and then there it jumps over, and that's how you see the big difference. I think the Walking Dead always comes to people's minds as the zombie show of our of our time so far, right? The Walking Dead was so huge, but those zombies are typically kind of crawling at you, right? It yeah. was the horde that's the fear, but the clicker is like individually they're 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 a huge threat, let alone yeah. a giant mass, which we get right. to later, which is absolutely terrifying. But um. Just that one, which is just that one clicker, or the two clickers in the museum, right? Were such, was it, I think two. It was two, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, were such a a hard, they were so hard to put down. They were so hard to kill in the show. And they are hard to kill in the game, but I feel like it is nowhere near you, the same. At that, I think, yeah, I think you killed like 10 clickers in that space, yeah. right? In, yeah. in that same, which again, it's, it's so much more impactful in the show. It's, so, it's mm-hmm. so much scarier, so much more tension. But that wouldn't necessarily be, with the game that they had, I don't think that would be as fun in that moment to, you'd have to rebuild the whole game. And like yeah. reorganize how ammo works and how you move in order for that to be as impactful. And they were just using the same engine they used for Uncharted. Um, right. some changes, right? So that it just wasn't designed. In Uncharted, you kill hordes of folks. So in Last of Us, you killed hordes of folks. Where in this, they can really slow it down, and two becomes an impossible task. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been too much. And, and I just think, but I think it's good. It, it, again, it it makes this more realistic. The idea that Joel can just kill, or these, the, you know, Joel and Tess can just kill two clickers without much which conflict really shows the fear of 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 what they are right and what they entail you can't just shoot these things and get it over with like it they are really hard to kill um which is absolutely again absolutely terrifying more scary than a a typical zombie i would say i think clickers are just so Mm -hmm. the clicking noises too i I don't think they ever talk about this but i've always noticed in a lot of the 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 visuals of the clickers that they're they're the ones that have been uh calcified no i'm just kidding the hardened mushroom version right their teeth in the front their front two teeth are always a little bit more separated yeah, I don't know why. I wish I knew why. Maybe um, it's to help. Maybe it's to make that click. Maybe it's to make that sound. Maybe, maybe, yeah. 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 Can, oh, actually, right. I was thinking about this, and I don't know the answer, and I feel like I should. But like when they don't have, when their eyes aren't covered, can clickers see? Yeah, so I think it's I think it's okay. because the mushroom grows through their face and covers their eyes. Yep. They have to click to, to, have to, to move click. around. But I think before, like it, later in the game, or sorry, later in the show, we see somebody who is like 
in the process of changing, the one yep. who engages with Tess, um, in the process of changing, and they can still see. And they see um, all your yeah, 100% yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, you are 100% Yeah, And actually, let's, let's jump right into that, because we, yeah. we get to that point, and then you see, but you see before, as they leave the museum, there's a shift in Tess, right? Mm-hmm. She is a yeah. much more intense already, and even Joel calls, like, what's wrong? Like, what's what's going on with you? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, and she won't say. And, but of course, we get that that scene, which I think we get in, yeah, in Boston originally, I think, in the game. Yeah, yeah. They cross the, the beam of, of wood, and Joel and Ellie stand there, and they look at the view, and they admire it. Which, yeah, I think, like, they, they, and again, they seem the same, like, yeah, you have to admire the view. Like, same, same language, yep. same shot. And, like, same again, Ellie, Ellie has no fear when she crosses, right? Like, just showing yep. that Ellie is not... The scared little kid. She is. She is strong, and she is powerful, and she is scared of things. But she she knows how to power through it. Yeah, she's not Sarah, which I think yeah. is huge. Not it's, Sarah. It's a really big, yep. really really yeah. important thing to hold on to in the show. Yeah. I think, yeah, or definitely. in the story. I mean, yeah, she is not Sarah, and I think that's the hard part is that you want to. They're they're so similar in, in a way, right? Mm-hmm. They have a lot of same, a lot of similar qualities. They're very sweet people. They're very like charismatic. Though we don't know Sarah very long, you kind of pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Ellie is that, but she's more. She's yeah. just in a much different way, much more yeah. direct way, <laughs> yeah. a more a more foul mouth way, right? Um, <laughs> right? Though Sarah has that, also, you know, I sell hardcore drugs. But she does make that. I forgot to say <laughs> yeah, that, but she does yeah. make that joke, and that's so good. It's <laughs> a very good um, joke. Yeah, very very good. Uh, so yeah, so then of course you get to the Capitol building. I want to call it the Capitol. Yeah, building. it's the Capitol building. Yeah, yeah, um, which is so different. Than in the yeah, game. completely different than in the game. Yeah. But again, I think it works better because I thought about it. So oh, I guess we can talk about it. Um, when they arrive, of course, fireflies are dead. Joel deducts that one was infected, probably ended up killing all of them. Um, and of course, as they walk in, I think that's when they they crush, accidentally yeah. crush mm-hmm. one of the the networks, which signals that the the infected that where they are. And you see that moment where the growths come out and kind of touch them. Yeah. On the on the infected's fingertips, and I think they even go underneath the nails, maybe a little bit for a second, mm-hmm. and it yeah. just informs them, which is just absolutely horrible. Again, builds upon something that's already great, right? Yeah. This threat is just so big, you can't you cannot contain it, you cannot control it. Um, so they go back to the Capitol building, everyone's dead, and that's when we get the reveal that Tess has been bit. Yeah, Ellie Ellie calls it out, which she also calls it out in the game. Yep. She says, "You're infected, aren't you?" Like she she can see that she's she working it. through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah, so which I was surprised. Like some of my my, my girlfriend and I were watching, and I was surprised that my girlfriend felt emotional about it. Yeah, we, we didn't know the test very long. Right, uh, and right. I I I didn't feel as emotional about it, but more so than I thought I would. Right, you know what I mean? Like I was much more like, oh, this really sucks. This still yeah, sucks. You know, you know what's gonna sucks. happen. This still doesn't feel it still good. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that I love that they changed the narrative from Fedra chasing mm-hmm. them to the horde i think that yeah. was so much better because i was thinking about it i was about to say this a little bit ago i was thinking about it and i was like i didn't even realize it was fedra that was chasing <laughs> right. them quite honestly yeah, i didn't even just... like uh, yeah i didn't even care that who yeah. was in the game i just knew that tesla was going to get killed and it was really sad but i didn't realize it was fedra and i was like yeah. wow like i i feel like fedra just did not get built up in the way that it has in the show already right yeah. mm-hmm. but even then i think the horde were a much better way of bringing this to fruition, bringing Tet's end to fruition yeah. in the way that it did. What do you think about, so when Joel and Ellie leave, obviously, right, mm-hmm. and the infected charge in, and you see Tess has dumped all the oil, and she's throwing the grenades in the ground, and she's trying to click the lighter, right? In that moment where the clicker sees her and walks up to her, what did you think about that? Uh, it was That's yeah, a huge I mean, difference. It, yeah, huge difference, like terrifying and disturbing. There's like this, like, 
the, again, my interpretation was the clicker was like, oh, you're changing like I am. Like, there wasn't like, I'm going to jump and kill you. Like, oh, like a recognition of, let me help you along with this. Let me connect you with us, right? There was, the, mm-hmm. but it was, it's terrifying, this like intimate moment. Like, it is turned on its head in this like disgusting and disturbing way that makes like your skin crawl. Um, yeah. It, it, it was, it was really intense and, and really, and like, again, Tess not being able to light the lighter because she's like starting to lose control of her, her, her motor function and she's like panicking and she isn't fully in control. And then there's this like, yeah, there's, cause in that moment I was like, oh, she's not going to do this. This isn't going to work out. I know yeah. in the get, you know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. It's like, oh, is this not going to, is she not going to be able to do it in time? Um, because what was happening, but yeah, it was, it was real, real gross. Which adds that, adds that fear as the video game person, like. When you know what's supposed to happen, you're like, oh my yeah. god, is she not going to actually <laughs> yeah. die? Like, how yeah. horrifying. Like, that's mm-hmm. awful to think about yeah. you care about this character. Yeah. Um, something I read on IGN.com about this is actually, so I guess they did an interview with uh, Neil Druckmann and then Craig something. I, sorry, Craig, if you're listening. Obviously, Craig's listening, but whatever. Um, <laughs> where they questioned, like, why did the infected kind of act so kind towards Tess in that regard, even though it was terrifying, right? What yeah. they were doing was not good. Yeah. I guess what they said is they came down to it after they talked about Neil and, and, and Craig talked about it. Um, they decided that the, the infected aren't necessarily violent for the sake of being violent. They're violent if they have opposition towards their spreading to other yeah. people. Mm-hmm. But if sense. someone is not attacking them or not running away, then they would actually act uh, very like calm to right. spread their infection oh, like it did that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they kind of, I guess that's canon now where like the, the infected can rationalize or at least understand uh, violence towards them or uh, the desire to not be able to spread the infection further. But when they see someone that's just being submissive in that regard, I, I hate the word submissive, but, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of, you know, not fighting against it. Ugh, it feels gross too. But you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. they, they act much more... Uh, they act kinder, I guess. You know, or yeah. less violent. Yeah, I um, guess that. I guess that kind of makes sense because why? Why spend the energy destroying this person when really they they just want to? They're they're just going to join you. Why? 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 why go right. that? Yeah. Why spend that energy when you could just much carefully, much slower? You know what I mean? Just walk up and boop. You're you're part of the team now. Welcome to the club. Yeah, you're part of the team. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'll be infected to that. <laughs> and like, and I think that I'm glad they almost did it at first. I was like, why they have to do the mouth to mouth thing? That's so weird. Yeah. Like I mean, like I thought, like a bite would be more substantial. Yeah. Like go Dracula with it, um, but I almost feel like it's it's almost like uh, a mirror of the way that two humans can be intimate with one another, one another through the act of kissing, right? Yeah. Which which has so much, it conveys so much emotion. The idea that like you are like showing intimacy towards someone that it's that it almost mirrors that in the same way. Yeah. The care and compassion the infector yeah. are trying to give to someone else to give it to them. Right. That it just wants to. Yeah. 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 And I guess like from a from like a a. a a standpoint of how do I spread this the quickest? If I bite, you have to wait for it to work into your bloodstream. This, let's just go right to the brain, right? Let's just go yep. up there and grab. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's real gross. So yeah. unsettling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But thankfully, I mean, I, I, say, I hate saying thankfully, but Tess is able to ignite the, mm. the lighter and is, then blows up the building, which I think was like so much. I, I think that did her character so much more justice than in the game because in the game yeah. she tries to hold back Fedra but she holds him back for like what two seconds yeah. until they yeah. like mow her down whereas though I hate the idea they infected like we're trying to spread into her mouth like that is horrifying I think her blowing up the capitol building with the infected inside was a much more test move it was a much more grandiose test move of 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 
leaving her mark. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like Tess is someone who has had a big personality and did did hard things and, and was able to kind of push through. And I think that was like the the best way that Tess could have. Yeah ended i guess if that makes sense so yeah and i think keeping the focus again on the infected instead of on fedra in that moment was really important because yes. that's what we want really that's important. what they want us to be thinking about if you bring fedra into it it muddies it a bit okay so fedra's bad but the clickers are also bad but this is right. like right now what you need to worry about is the infected and tess was bit and ellie was bit ellie's fine tess is not they were bit at the same time and at the same amount of time look where tess is look where ellie is uh, right yep. again to further confirm to us and to joel that like Ellie is different, um, and yeah. to keep that in the in the front of our minds and theirs, it, it makes a lot more sense too. Because like thinking about it, like why is Fedra all the way out in the middle of infected for what? Boston? Yeah, yeah, for what? Like <laughs> yeah, what? Are they, why? Why are you chasing these three people? Yeah, yeah. Like what are you trying to stop here? Like them becoming infected too? Like it's it's to waste all those resources trying to kill yeah. three people. Like I don't even remember why Fedra's even chasing them. To go ahead honest with you. Yeah, I, I think even, I think they were just chasing them. Being, yeah, oh, because they shot that thing. Um, the oh, that agent. too. But again, yeah. uh, you're you're exchanging, you're putting yourself, going out into danger to chase somebody who is mm-hmm. putting themselves in danger anyway. Like, if they're not coming yeah. back, why? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Really, yeah, it's just really silly. When you think about it from a story perspective, it's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. to chase these three people and do all these things. And again, Tess's death is so unnecessary i mean she obviously she isn't going to live like she's not going to allow herself to, to change so the fact that she like kind of not allows fedra but just accepts that fedra will kill her makes sense but it doesn't do her justice to her character right yeah. like she doesn't hold them back like she's like i'll hold them back for as long as i can which ends up being like what three seconds not even yeah, like it really you. fast yeah um and then you have to kill the majority of them anyway to get to escape so like it doesn't really do anything but mm-hmm. but the explosion stops the infected from chasing them right sets joel and, and ellie on a path of like be able to just leave Boston and yeah. hope nothing chases them, right? Everything's gonna be all the clickers are gonna go to that that fire because of the sound, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's it made way more sense from a story standpoint and from a characterization standpoint of of doing that for Tess rather than following the the video game narrative, which I think yeah. was a great change. Again, another great change to an already great story. So yeah, very very good overall. I mean, Ryan, what do you thought? Episode two, what are your thoughts? I thought episode two was really good. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think like. It does something very different in the first episode, but I think they are two very good episodes. They're both very strong. They do a good job of moving the story forward. There's nothing in them that like jumps out that I have any issues with, um, mm-hmm. moment to moment. I, I really enjoyed them. Yeah, I think it was. It was just again, like I just said, such a such a great. All the good changes, and I applaud Neil Druckmann especially for being open minded enough to want to change the story a little bit yeah. and make changes. Because like he could have been like, no, story's great. We're keeping the story the way it is really put his hand down or his hand down his foot down and be like no i'm not doing this and really fought against it but being open-minded enough to make these changes and see the impact they could have again just as a second chance to build up an already great story and that's what's yeah. happening here so yeah. a solid story i wish i i would part of me is hoping that tess would last longer that she'd make yeah. it a little bit longer and you know what i mean so i was a little sad to see her go but it, it makes sense so yeah, and again, this this episode is telling us the same thing as the last episode. Joel fails at keeping the people he cares about safe. He did yes, not do yes. it well, right? He can't do it well. He cared about Sarah, didn't work out. He cared about Tess, it didn't work out. This is this is where Joel's failure is in keeping those around him safe. He isn't good at it, or he he. It's not that he isn't good at it. He is put in situations where he can't be successful. It, yeah. it is not a failing of Joel that Sarah died. It's not a failing of Joel that Tess died. But he himself feels that he it. internalizes as a failure. Sorry. Yeah. People he cares about are, are, are lost. 
Um, so I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I, you're fine. No, you were you were helping. You're fine. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, you're 100 percent correct though. You were 100 percent correct. That, I think that is so important. That's yeah. which again pays off in the next episode too. But before yeah. before we get that, I had a question though, Ryan. Yeah. I never really knew. I feel like you never truly knew if Tess was Joel's like romantic partner, right, or not, or just a yeah. partner in crime and the smuggling thing. Yeah. Um, and but I also in this in this behind the scenes little bit on the end of each episode, Neil Druckmann calls Tess. Joel's romantic partner, which I thought yeah. was very like interesting, I, which I wasn't super surprised about, especially because yeah. in the first episode she does lay down next to him. At least it mm-hmm. seems like from his perspective that's that's yeah. what happens. Um, but I I was curious if if you had the same inkling as me, like you weren't quite sure if she was or not. Definitely, in I the think, game. Yeah, in the game, I, I they were partners. I didn't think of them as romantically involved, although like I think because of our culture and because of the world we live in, you oftentimes assume if there's a male and a female yeah. in in a yeah. partnership role, there's a romantic relationship, which is again something we as a society need to work through. Um, yes. But it, it, it's something that I, I wasn't explicitly stated in the game, but there were some assumptions there based on, on the culture. Yeah. The moment when Tess said to Joel, like, hey, I've never asked you for anything. I never asked you to care. I never asked you to comfort me. I never asked you to do these things. That kind of was like, oh, there is there is like a, a there is a relationship, but maybe it isn't equal. Maybe like Joel isn't able to give. But yeah, that's that's really interesting that he confirmed it. Because um, yeah. that isn't something that it is, I think, reinforced completely in, in either media. I almost wish that they weren't. I feel like yeah. I feel like you're right. As a societal standpoint, we do gen- we do tend to jump to that conclusion that that's the truth and i i actually like the idea that they aren't romantic partners and they are just yeah. partners in crime of the smuggling thing and they're just yeah. really close friends i think that that feels more meaningful that yeah. feels more earned in a way that we don't yeah. know their history very much but like right. i just felt that felt better to me for whatever reason right yeah because so, I'm, yeah. I'm maybe the the tragedy is that like joel still can't because he can't let people get close you know what i mean like mate but again yeah, yeah, that's assumed yeah. and not communicated um so I, I don't know and that's again my personal assumption not something that is reinforced in the game um so yeah i don't know i mean it kind of shows as well like just like i mean maybe I'm, we're looking way too deep into this or i'm looking way too deep into this <laughs> yeah it's like at this point right we know from the, the story from so far right that that joel has lost sarah right mm-hmm. that he's pushed tommy away mm-hmm. and he's mentioned that because that's the goal is to look for Tommy, and he's pushed him away to Wyoming, and now he's lost. So, well, actually, I'm sorry. So he's lost these two people, right? In the sense that, like, they're gone. Whether it's like literally, or you know, like they're passing away, they passed away. Um, you would think that jo- that Joel would be like, I'm just done building yeah. relationships with people. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? At least in that way, I'm done like being like having an intimate relationship with somebody. So I'm, I'm a little surprised that he would opt to to have a relationship but then again it kind of goes back to the human nature of like we all need somebody like yeah. you can't humans are designed to be alone mm-hmm. so like it goes back to that 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 uh i don't want to say irrational thinking right or like or just like that 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 bias that you create that your brain kind of pushes you to like hey even though you really don't want this thing you still feel like you kind of need it so you should go for it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like yeah it's just interesting because it just leads you down this path of like well i just hurt the well, I just get this person hurt again, which for Joel, that's exactly what he feels, you know yeah, what I mean? So like, it yeah. just kind of reinforces that. Right. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, I just feel bad for Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, feel bad but, for Joel. I mean, again, we are, that, that is, again, what is so great about Joel as a character is we are supposed to feel bad for Joel. We're supposed to hold in our brains. Joel maybe isn't a good person. He has also gone through some really rough things. Like we're supposed to hold those things at the same time. And that is what makes him such an interesting character um, and so complex and weird and not feel like most characters we see in media because 
he is he does bad things and isn't a good person, right? Is is what mm-hmm. is assumed by his background. But then he has gone through these impossible things um, that he's had to go through, and those those are all hard. And how do you how yeah. do you be a person when you've gone through both when you're doing both those things? <sighs> it really just shows. I think I think what this show does so well, and we'll, I think we'll touch more on this uh, as we get to closer to episode five and, and such. Is like is that. There is no, there is no such thing in this world as a good person, and there's no For such sure. thing as a bad person, yeah. right? Like we, we inherently give these labels, but that black and white thinking just does not, doesn't do justice to what a, a person is. Like we all have the mixture, right? We all have, like whether we have more good than bad or more bad than good, right? There are, there are good qualities to every person. Some are just more few and far between, right? And yeah. that's what you have to do, and especially in, depending on your environment, right? The environment right. you're raised in, or the environment that you're stuck in, right? Like. It, it just really shows like how that makes you need to survive right yeah. and do yeah. things that you don't want to do like uh it goes back to the idea of um this is so so random i think something <laughs> one way i i, I <laughs> this goes back to the show i just had this random thought of uh, samurai jack yeah uh, the new season of samurai jack and it's so good i i love samurai jack it's such a good show but that fifth season the fifth and last season is so well done because there's a moment where, where i'll bring this back i promise uh <laughs> samurai jack is is little and his father, he's always like admires his father. And there's a moment where they get ambushed by like, uh, like raiders or people. And the father has to go out and he kills these these people. He's drenched in blood. And he opens the door and he he's like, "I'm sorry, you had to see me do that." And he goes, "Sometimes good people have to do bad things," which then yeah. pushes Jack to actually have to kill a human person, which he's never done before. And that's yeah. just kind of that thing. And so he has to question with his morality: Am I still a good person though I've just killed somebody? Yeah. And so he has to wrestle with that feeling. And I think that's that's what this show does so well is that like. If you do all these bad things, are you still a good person? And that's yeah. a that's a perspective thing. You know what I mean? It's really hard. Yeah. It's it just it's it comes down to each person to there's no right or wrong answer, I feel like, in that regard. There's no one person who can say, No, based on this evidence, you are not a good person. Right? I don't <laughs> think anyone can really say that. Like, yeah. I mean yeah. it really I think it just depends on how far you go with it, right? right. Like are right. you exploiting or are you having to do what you have to do? Like yeah. Yeah, so that's my my weird rant. <laughs> no, I think I think that was I think that like perfectly encapsulates like what this what this show and the game, but I think the show maybe to a better extent are trying to express is that people are complex and you can't assume those things. I think that is kind yeah. of what the show is working to to help people understand and I think that's something that is what makes the story so good. Yeah, yeah. 100%. All right, and now we are on to episode 3, the long long time which yeah. I feel like episode three is like the, the episode that really put The Last of Us in all of the headlines, in all of people's ears because of how yeah. how well of a job they did, how good of a job they did. I feel like I feel like this, however long, I don't know, I always say an hour, but I don't know how, this, this felt like two hours, but it was, that definitely was not two hours. This episode of TV was better than most movies that I've seen in like... <laughs> five years you know what i mean yeah. like what they yeah. did in this time frame for this one episode of this love story was just so good and it had no it had i hate i hate when people say this but now i feel like i have to say it, it had no right being that good yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. what a huge turn for a character arc with bill and frank because obviously if you play the game you know that bill is a huge jerk <laughs> for lack of yeah. a better word right yeah. and you don't even get to meet frank you see him i think but not in the way we want to see him and we know that their relationship is very toxic to the point where frank was okay 
trying to risk his life to get away from Bill and ended up paying the, the ultimate price for it. So I don't. I guess I, mean, I think I feel like anyone that's listening to this has watched this episode, right? So it's not even worth like getting into the, the weeds of it. But I guess to start off, though, Ryan, how do you feel about the changes that they made to Bill and Frank's characters? Yeah, I mean they're completely different. The the story is different. The characters have. I mean, like you said, we don't really get to know Frank at all, but. Yeah, it it's a complete change in the game. It's really just you show up at this like town that um, Bill has like fortified and filled with traps, and like there are some safe parts to it, but some dangerous parts to it. And he just kind of knows how to move through this area safely. Versus in the show, he has like his own space that is essentially completely safe, completely safe. Um, And in in you know what I mean. And so, and then, like you're saying, the difference in in the game, you don't really get to meet Bill and Frank at all. And in this, like, you don't get to meet them together at all. But in this, like, the entire episode is their relationship over time. Them first meeting, Bill before Frank, Bill when he first meets Frank, and then, like, there's a time jump of 10 years and a time jump of, like, 30 years or something like that. Yeah. Um, You're hearing the different timelines. And then, you know, um, Joel and Tess kind of slide in there a little bit towards the end. Um, but it's it's such an interesting change, and kind of I think we might have talked about this um, when we weren't recording. But the message, you know what I mean, the the narrative of this story uh, of this of this part of the game is don't let people get close to you, or if you push people away, or if you if you continue to act like you know shut off and cold and don't let anybody in, you'll end up alone and you'll push away everyone you love. Mm-hmm. And then in the the show, it's the opposite, right? It's 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 worth putting yourself in dangerous situations. It's worth being scared for you know to have this happy relationship. Yep. And I think in the game, they um, Frank dies, ends up you know getting bit, and then takes his own life. And it's really sad and tragic and hard. And I think there was a little bit of pushback. Um, or at least I remember there being maybe maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering, but mm-hmm. oftentimes in media when you have two you know non heteronormative characters, one often will kill themselves. That is a trope within media, and in this yeah. they kind of really leaned into how real and important and powerful their relationship is. As like, not only is like our relationships important, but their relationship is the best relationship we see in this entire. You know, in this world, it's, mm-hmm. this is this is the 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 relationship to weigh every other relationship on is this their yeah. relationship, Bill and Frank. They don't always get along. They don't always see eye to eye, but they like are, are willing to you know do hard things for each other in a way that's really beautiful. That moment when Frank comes out of the house arguing after so oh, oh, I guess I'll, I'll jump I jumped ahead a little bit. I guess we can start from the beginning, right? Bill, I think they did a great job keeping Bill fundamentally who Bill is from the games in a sense of he is this kind of um i don't want to say like redneck that's not what i'm trying to say like kind of like um not redneck but he's more of a um uh what's it called a doomsday prepper yeah type prepper. person yes yeah. the prepper yeah and he I, I i thought his house was super cool like his house is just decked to the nines like it was like ready for this to happen you know what i mean yeah. like um all the guns on his wall and all the preparation, the TVs, like he knew this was going to happen. That cool uh, um, chest on the floor that opened up into this base, the secret compartment in his basement, like that's all super cool. Um, and in the, it shows that Bill made the right choice in staying, right? When everyone else left and, the, and they, they uh, were shown to have been killed later. And that, and that when, when Joel is trying to, to keep Ellie from 
seeing the the dead bodies up ahead on this road. Um, so really, Bill made the right choice uh, in staying, which you think would be counterproductive because then like, but then again, he keeps the he keeps this whole town running. I question like how he was able to keep power going for 23 years. Yeah. Was he able to get that much <laughs> gasoline to power? Sure. Yeah. Like all that. It's like he, as I noticed that like <laughs> my, my only gripe with the episode is that like when, when Joel and Ellie go downstairs into his little bunker, like he just has like all the electricity still running, like music's playing, his TVs are on. It's like, I would be like hoarding all the electricity I could like to not run it harder to, you know, or maybe, maybe I just don't know enough though about generators. I don't know. It could, I could just not know enough about generators. Sure. Um, but actually, you know, even before that, it might be good to touch on the the um, beginning where Joel and Elliot are 10 miles out of Boston and everybody was critiquing the, the valley scene, right, yeah. which is really funny. Like Stephen King yeah. even mentioned, like, yeah. he made a joke about because he lives in Maine. So, like, he lives mm-hmm. in, he's lived near Boston before. Yeah. Um, like we are within, we are we are not that far from Boston. We are, we yeah. are like maybe you know sixty seventy miles from Boston right now. So yeah, <laughs> it's super yeah. funny. Like yeah, like there's nothing like that, essentially around here, <laughs> or at least down in Boston. I mean, yeah. um, but I thought it was really really cool. One because I I mean I guess most people don't really understand the connection, but Cumber- seeing the Cumberland Farms run yeah, down the <laughs> yeah it was yeah. really cool i was like oh my god it's so cool like it's so cool because we live in this area so we know what cumberland farms is um I, someone made a joke i was actually talking to a client of mine who loves the last of us and then we were talking about the show and he said that he saw a meme of like it was a picture of the cumberland farms in the game and it was like you know what you see 10 miles out in the apocalypse in the last of us and then what it would actually look like and it was just a run down dunkin donuts and i thought that'd be so <laughs> funny if it was a run yeah. down, rather than a couple of farms just a run down dunkin donuts how like quintessential boston would that be like, it'd be so yeah. perfect i'm sorry i'm a little sad they didn't do that um but i think the most important part of that whole scene though which we don't get in the games which i think was really powerful was the scene where ellie goes down into like the subfloor or what or the the uh what would you call that basement area? Not even basement, really. Basement, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like storage space. No idea. Yeah, and you see the the clicker buried in the rubble, which I'm surprised he's not more overgrown in his face if he's been trapped there for quite a while. He still has his like gas gas station like uh, um, clothing on his his employee outfit on. Um, I I feel like Ellie putting the knife to his forehead and cutting him was to test if he felt anything. Yeah, I don't know. What did you get from that? Yeah, it was kind of like a a exploration like this, this weird curiosity of like, what are you, what are you made of, and like, why, why doesn't this affect me, and mm-hmm. like, why? Yeah, I don't know. It it was this kind of very strange moment of giving Ellie power over this creature when it had none. Yeah. Um, in this weird situation and her her kind of morbid curiosity. Um, and we see, you know, just like when in the second episode, when the um, the skin was cut, you see that like the fungus behind the skin and, yes. and that kind of stuff to, to confirm it's the same situation. But yeah, I don't I don't know what that is a what 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 the what Ellie was trying to work through there. Mm-hmm. I and I think it kind of keeps building on the idea of like are these are these people still alive inside? Like are they con- are they conscious of what's happening and they're just trapped in this body that they can't control? Which is like literally more terrifying than being a zombie. Because when you're a zo- yeah. the idea of a zombie is that you are dead and then it's, you're just reanimated. You're not you anymore. But with the the cordyceps and, and the clicker, the clicker like uh, mentality of like these people don't essentially die. They just shift. So are they really yeah. alive still? And how terrifying that is. 
I think it's just so uh, unsettling because I think I, I feel like she cut his forehead to test to test it to see if there was any reaction yeah. or anything and there wasn't um, which led her to her killing the the clicker and I thought that was very I don't know it's like she had some kind of like, like you said like a power control thing um, yeah like here's this thing that has caused like caused so much harm and pain and to all the people in my life um, and people even I don't know um, let me you know i've seen joel kill these things let me let me give it a try right and barely get away doing it and look right, like this one's right. trapped. i was yeah. like for sure that i was gonna grab her somehow but i don't think that i don't think that was the point um but i do also love that she found some tampons which i thought was really funny like <laughs> as someone who really doesn't good. need to use that i can only imagine how funny that was for people that was like oh my god in a, in a post-apocalyptic world that'd probably be awesome to find yeah yeah like my girlfriend made a comment like that would be like That'd be so good to find in the apocalypse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. good for Ellie. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it was cool. And, I, I mean, I think it just kind of goes the idea, back to the idea of, like, what what is a clicker? Do they feel anything? Is there anything inside them? I mean, it's just yeah. terrible. It's just uh, literally just, like, the worst idea of, like, what a zombie could be. I feel like it's just, ugh. Yeah, creepy. But I like that the show wasn't, this episode wasn't about them, really. You know what I mean? It no, wasn't about no, them at they all. Were, yeah. And so, yeah, going back to Bill and Frank, right? Like, so Bill being a prepper and, and doing his thing. I think it's super cool that he just just took the whole town, right? Like, he just done, yeah. did everything he did. Like, he, like, he just knew what to do. Like, he had, like, a plan right from the get-go. Getting, getting the gas, getting things going, chopping down the trees, putting up a fence. Like, I would love to know. I almost, like, I, like, left the episode thing. Like, I would love to know how to, like, set up flamethrowers and a fence, please, in the future if I ever need that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how do I, how do I like, get that skill? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, of course, like, and you see, like, his traps are, like, I think he sees in the TV, his little t- surveillance TVs that he does kill a, a clicker with one of his traps. He's like, come on. Yeah, tripwire and a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I, and it works for him, which is really cool. I think it was really cool to see then when Frank comes in and stuck in the pit. And I feel like, I feel like at that point I would be like, Bill, like, what do I do with this person? You know what I mean? And he's trying, you can see he's trying to keep a distance from him. He's trying not to yeah. have, show sympathy. And, but he, what, so Nick Offerman is the, the actor that plays Bill. And he just does such a great job of that. You see that like his, his shoulders are so stiff and he looks so uncomfortable. Like he doesn't know what to do. Like he's been, like he's almost been like in this like, uh, isolated mentality even longer before this all happened, before this outbreak even happened. So like him making this dinner and putting it in front of him and pairing it with this wine, but looking mm-hmm. so like stiff and uncomfortable. You ask the question like why why is he why is he so uncomfortable? But then leads to that path yeah. of finding that he he identifies as 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 a gay man, which is like really it was really so well done. It was so well done. I don't know. What, what were your, did you have the same thoughts too? Or like, did you... yeah, yeah. I thought it was such. I mean, I think, and that's what it, kind of what we talked about in the last episode is it, these characters are so complex and interesting. There's no just one note to them. He wasn't. He isn't just like a gay man, right? In mm. this world, he is a gay man and also a prepper who doesn't trust the government and locked himself yeah. in a bunker underground, right? Which is these two, as, as you know, in our culture, those are two ideas that are very different. And usually they don't really meet. You don't really see, at least, again, because in in culture and in media, we see kind of one-note characters so often. Mm-hmm. So you see the prepper is just a prepper. You don't see these complexities of, you know, their sexuality and how they identify and who they're attracted to 
in any way come into those type of ideas and then having a character who has both just makes them feel like a fully formed complex person who right. you know doesn't trust the government and believes these things but also is attracted sexually attracted to men mm-hmm. right and, and again that relationship you get to see that relationship evolve in James and he still doesn't he still is this kind of hard cold person that doesn't go away he just has somebody in who, his life who he cares about in Frank and who yeah. kind of brings out and a lot of these these things in him and and kind of has that intimacy with yeah i i think it just it was so good it's like in the game you know i don't think it was ever like is it said i don't think it's ever said it's just you kind of just learn through context yeah he yeah exactly it's through context he he refers to him as his partner and like he he makes a comment about the clothes he wears and those types of things which again is is leaning on that trope of you know gay men care about what they look like and that's that's how you know right he's talking about what people wear which again is is leaning on a trope and in this in this show does not that that is just not who bill is and bill doesn't care about those things they have an argument about that like what does it matter how things look and frank like has this really great you know that's how we show we care about things is we we take care of them you know what i mean and yeah and again they're these two different characters who are interacting and and trying to deal with just relationship conflicts that come up but they just happen to come up in this apocalypse yeah it's really interesting place yeah it's just i i think that it was so much more well done and the idea that it wasn't relying on stereotypes to show or convey that they identified as gay. And I think that's so... Or or that it, it, in the game, it took a back seat. Because, like... Yeah. I feel like in the game, from a story standpoint, the section with Bill was one of the weaker storylines of the game. Mm. I feel like that was... I feel like that was a storyline that... I don't really... I don't really know what it was trying to teach us, quite honestly. Or if it was even yeah. trying to teach us anything at all. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like the only thing I really got from that was that that this world can make you into a horrible person if you push everyone away. It's kind of what yeah. I was getting from that. Whereas yeah. in, this, in this version of it, in the TV show, what I got from it, like you were saying, Ryan, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to fight for the things that you love because that's what matters most in this world now. Um, yeah. and, which are two very different... Essentially, essentially kind of saying like... I'm not saying the same things. But it's trying to teach a really yeah. important lesson. But like... I don't know. I almost feel like the game is more realistic in what they're trying to convey... Though the TV show, though you could say the TV show is much a little less realistic in the idea of like could this person really keep this town to themselves and, and secure the way that he did, though it is fully possible that that could have happened in the way that he found love and they just made it work. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the way they yeah. conveyed their relationship in the story in the TV show was so realistic because there was the highs, there was the lows, there was making it work you know what i mean these two people who just happen to find each other in the situation and they made it work despite their arguing or that and like like relationships are like there's great times and there's not great times but you make it work yeah. if, it's, if it's worth making it work and for them it was so like i think it was cool to show that though the infection and the outbreak caused so much awful stuff to happen the idea that nothing positive could come from it still is unrealistic like yeah positive things can still happen and and that's what this i think showed in the same way that again like you're saying ryan that it's okay to fight for the things that you love um which it kind of gets challenged later on in the show right yeah. but yeah um yeah it's so interesting but i think i think it was so well done i just think that though the whole section of this story is radically different from the game i i prefer it more the tv yeah. show over the game do you do you feel the same yeah i do yeah i definitely do i think yeah. i think 
the game was trying to tell, you know, give a similar message, but it got lost in so much of like wandering around this town and mm-hmm. like fighting a bunch of clickers in a school and doing through oh, all these different right. set pieces, right? Like that's where you first meet the big the chargers or whatever they're called is in that in that in that gymnasium, right? That's where you fight the first one. And mm-hmm. all of this other stuff was just happening at the same time. And I think Again, what what this part of the game is trying to express and communicate is here's what happens if you do this, yep. and this the show did it in a different way, a more effective way, in a in a tighter way that you know respected and, and, and still you know um, respected these characters in a way that I think I, I think I do prefer. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there was no clickers, there were no there was not a lot of zombies. I don't think it needed it. I don't think no. that was what the mattered. I don't think that was the point. Um, that wasn't what the purpose of this part was. Um, I will say, though, they did a good job because I think what they did on purpose, rather than bringing in clickers to this confrontation of keeping this town safe, they brought in the raiders, which comes into play in episode four. Right. So they bring in the idea that there are there are roaming factions of people trying to survive and they will invade your town because that's what they have to do to survive, which comes, like I said, comes to play in the next episode. But I think it's a great way to introduce it. Right. That these people are a threat, which like how these guys how these raiders like didn't like put together the wall had flamethrowers after like the first burn person you know what i mean like yeah and then yeah. bill's like don't worry the wall will take care of them like well how are they, like, how are they just like not getting like yeah. the flamethrowers that effective like that's wild to me but like i guess it makes sense bill is a prepper yeah. you probably have a lot yeah. of flamethrowers ready to go i don't know um yeah I just thought it was really interesting. I, I was afraid that when he did get shot, that, that was the end of Bill, which would be an even more radical way of handling the situation. Yeah. But again, and I thought like, there's no way he'll he'll get past the possible infection he get from that wound. But as they show later, they have plenty of medication that they were found that was found around the town to to survive this. Um, yeah, I think that it was just wild. And then uh, obviously the biggest. One of the biggest changes was the ending of their relationship, yeah. right? Like how wild and radical that was. That just how beautiful it was. Like just from a story standpoint, like wow. Like way. The, what was so good about this episode is that you had so much time to build a rapport with these characters in such a. Sh- you had so much time though in such a short time. Like 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 I like I said before, like this episode, I, at least from my perspective, did such a good job establishing these characters. And their relationship dynamics, their highs, their lows, right? Who they are as individuals and who they are as a couple. And it's such a short time frame compared to most movies, right? That by the end of it, when Frank finally conveys that, like, though Frank, which is awkward because Frank is the, or, or ironic because Frank is the healthier one of the two when you see them yeah. jogging, right? Frank is the one that gets sick um, for whatever reason. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's ALS. Is it ALS? It, that's okay. that's a, I don't know for sure. That's what it he seems is, like it was portraying. Yeah, it does seem he was right. Losing his losing his love feeling in his legs and his ability to walk and those types of things. Yeah, um, but it then shows what what truly matters was their relationship, not surviving, right, yeah. or surviving for yeah. the relationship. But like, so when when Frank finally conveys that he's he's ready to live one last day, which was gut wrenching. I was cr- yeah, I cried really so hard. hard. Oh my yeah. god, it was like. Yeah, like if you need a good cry, watch that episode. <laughs> Seriously, oh my yeah. god. Um, but I, I think that again shows the point when when Bill chooses to also take his own life. That and as he conveys in the suicide note, that his his purpose was was protecting Frank and keeping Frank safe, and that's what he found purpose in. And why why be in this world if he's not going to be in it with Frank? Which mm-hmm. 
I, I can't. I yeah, this person for. who he loves more than anything in the world, right? Like, his whole life was about, I'm going to survive everything. I'm going to survive the fall of the government. I'm going to yep. survive this zombie apocalypse. But it wasn't until, like, but he can't survive the loss of this one person who he loves more than anything else, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. it's just such a powerful message. Yeah. And, like, usually I'm the person, like, I would love the idea of, like, when one door opens, another door or one door closes, another door opens, which makes a lot of sense, right? Or, like, the idea, it's the same analogy of, like, when you lose something, that just means you have space to fill it with something new. I think it's a really beautiful yeah. idea. I think it's something that we should really carry. I do think that changes, though, when it comes to a mass outbreak of infection. and, and <laughs> Right. It, it really does, the setting really does change, right? If you're Bill, I, I picture myself, if I'm Bill in this town and the only person I've ever lo- truly loved is about to die, and it's just going to be me in this town by myself, I would question if it is possible to even find anything to fill that hole you know what i mean yeah. especially at that age and at that situation like i i feel like in this one scenario of this life and this person i cannot judge bill for the choice that he made because that was valid enough to him and it made sense in the sense that like this world is rough i don't know if i want to continue without you it's interesting yeah. i don't know i think i think in our study right now that's something that we couldn't really I, I, at least I could not abide by, but mm-hmm. in that very, very special certain situation, it makes makes sense to me. I don't know. Is that is that too? Is that? Yeah, I, is that I don't think much? that's I don't unreasonable. Know. I think there's a lot of things happening in this world that are not necessarily something that we could we would abide by, right? Like hmm. the way that people are treated in this world, the things that Joel has had to do because of the situation. I think that you have to give the conceit of this is not a normal situation. These are extreme circumstances. Yeah, yeah. And the things these people are living through are things that we hopefully will never have to experience. But in those situations, you have to make choices that, um, you know, that are that are difficult and hard. And I think there is the it is within reason to make a choice of you know if if I lose this person how do I keep going on in this place mm-hmm. knowing I will never see another person again possibly or like in you know three or four years someone could attack this place again and I'm not strong enough to defend it right so it, it, I think it's just because going into it I was like oh. What's going to happen is, because I know the narrative of the game, is Frank is going to, you know, kill himself, is going to be lost, and then we're going to meet a grumpy old Bill that's in this place. That's what I place. thought, too. Yes. That's exactly, that's what that's I thought what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then they took it in this much more, I think, beautiful direction that Bill was willing to, you know, and he, he said it in a much more beautiful way than I could, right? Yeah. What he says to Frank is like, you're my everything without you. I, I, I don't want, there's nothing else. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it made it really, really beautiful. And then there's also, like, and when he's saying that to Joel, he's explicitly saying it about Tess, right? Which just makes yes. it even harder, right? Yes. Let me continue to remind you of it is your job to keep the people you care about safe. Keep Tess safe, right? This 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 really gut wrenching uh, oh. message that you need to you need to beat that into Joel, right? You, you failed. This is this is you, yeah. you 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 weren't successful. He right. That's that's how he would be taking that right right in that moment, um, which is really hard. It's instead of seeing. This version of Bill by himself, miserable, awful, right? Which kind of pushes the narrative. Joel needs to find someone, right, yeah. to, to be yeah. with, and to, whether it's a romantic partner or someone he can be a, a role model to, a father to, right? Um, now we see in this other context of, again, another awful reminder that Joel has failed and that he has yeah. the, the potential to fail again if he messes mm-hmm. up, right? Yeah, the, un, yeah. the insurmountable pressure of that alone. Um, 
it's wild. I think that's. I think that without going too far, I'm not trying to like spoil it. I'm not going to say anything or spoil anything past episode five. We are not past there yet. I do believe that that note, that moment, that whole storyline for Joel is going to be very impactful moving forward. Yeah, and for I mean, anyone who played the game knows. You even see it in the next episode, right? In the way he speaks with Ellie, in the way they communicate, yes. in the way you know what yes. I mean. You see it immediately a change in who he is as like they start to connect but also him thinking about that you, you yep. see how, how he how he even talks with ellie when yeah. they're when they get in the situation they're into next i think and then actually speaking of ellie before we move on to the next episode like, we don't get to see that connect- like you made this point right in our document yeah and you're right i didn't even think about this that there is no connection between bill and ellie like there is in the game that smart you know a smart ass comments back and forth towards each other right like they've been butting heads because they both have big personalities and joel's kind of that middle person trying to keep them separated right which is sad (laughs) to say that for bill who's this adult and ellie who's a kid um but they don't have that dynamic so ellie only ellie has no idea who these people are and that's kind of sad but also but also might be for the best right because again like she doesn't have that example of like they have just another awful adult in this awful world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because um, I mean, to her, she gets to think of them as these these two people, these two people who loved each other so much that they didn't want anything else, right? Yes, yes. Um, and maybe that's a good thing for her to hang on to for the future. Um, is is that idea of that relationship? Um, yeah, but we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. I think that to end this this section of of our conversation, episode three, I think that that last shot when Joel. And Ellie get in the truck and they drive away. And it's kind of triumphant, like we've we've gotten what we need. Let's move forward, right? And you see Joel leave, and that window is open, and what you presume is Bill and Frank's bedroom was so powerful because it's that one yeah. moment of like joy in this world that we really yeah. see that we've seen so far. Um, I almost almost wish they showed like their hands holding each other in the bed <laughs> almost but like that would also destroy so many yeah. people so yeah. that probably is not for the best though right. I think it would have been yeah. incredibly romantic like yeah. and very powerful um, also I really hope I don't think this is the case but I was a little bothered the fact that I feel like Joel and Ellie left and didn't close the gate behind them and I was like what are you like, close the gate like preserve it as long <laughs> as possible don't let yeah. people come in there what are you talking about like yeah. they should have closed it um but maybe it's just a foresight. I don't know. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But. I want to say before we move on also, uh, because we talked about suicide and really hot and really deep issues, I feel like it's always good to talk about this as well. If you are struggling with any kind of suicidal ideation, any suicidal thoughts, please, please, please seek help, whether it's through your supports in your daily life, parents, friends, whoever that is, right? Teachers, coworkers, whoever you, people that you trust, right? Or if you need that phone number to call just to talk to someone neutral about it, uh, the number is 1-800-273-8255. You can also uh, call or text 988, which is the the suicide and safe. And I'm sorry, the suicide and crisis have, uh, lifeline. Jeez. Um, but just remember too. Obviously, like Ryan and I said, this is such a special circumstance. I know this is I like overboard, right? But at the same time, you just never know. So please, just know that's always worth it to stay here. It's always worth it. Um, there's always good, right? Even when you lose something, it means it's just an open space to fill it. So please be mindful of that. We're not on a, an outbreak clicker apocalypse. When we get to that point, we'll talk more. But you know, let's just, let's <laughs> right. keep it rational. So yeah. yeah. Um, but a great. Oh, and one last moment for episode three. I felt like Frank was pushy. 
I just want to say that. Mm. I thought he was a yeah, little he pushy. A little, he was a little pushy. Yeah. He's a little pushy. I gave away he's... your guns. I invited yeah. these people here that you weren't comfortable with. Yeah, there's definitely some, like, I, I, I hear you. I'm going to ignore your feelings about this and kind of yes. do the thing that I want to do. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my God, I identify more with Bill than Frank right now. This is wild to me. Like, I felt like, yeah. like, I'd be the same, like, what gun? Like, we need those. You know that, right? Like, but then, of course, yeah. when you get that strawberry, it's almost like that moment of, like, I need to trust my partner. And my yeah. partner needs to trust yeah. me. You know what I mean? Because they yeah. give them that a strawberry. And that I can only imagine what that would be like after so long to have a strawberry again. And mm-hmm. it'd just be, like, so good. Like, yeah, the most yeah, wonderful, it was, beautiful. It was <laughs> oh, such a good episode. Yeah, both good. both actors, uh, Nick Offerman, and I don't know the, the who played Frank. I don't know. I heard he's in White Lotus. I never played. I never watched. Yeah, White yeah. Lotus. That's. I think one of the reasons that Nick Offerman agreed to do it is he watched Light White Lotus with his with his wife or with his partner. Was like, and then got the call that he'd be in it with them, and was like, "Yep, I, I'm. I want to do it. I'm there," um, which is very cool. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, I feel like I talked a lot. Would you like to take over the next? Sure. Yeah. Part, so, okay? uh, yeah. So the next episode, please hold hold to my hand. Is it supposed to be hold on to my hand, or is it please hold to my hand? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so this episode starts out with them arriving, and this there's a there's some things that are a big change, some things that are pretty similar in this episode. Mm. Um, one of the biggest changes in the game, we go to Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I always thought Philadelphia too. It's Pittsburgh. Yeah. In the game, we go to Pittsburgh in the. St- in the um, show, we go to Kansas City, which kind of makes sense that they're heading west. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you would go that far south for going that south. far or, or that over, far yeah. west. I'm not sure. Maybe there's a reason in game. I don't know what it is. Maybe they were taking a, a highway down to then go across. I'm not really sure. Yeah, they're going down um, like what 10, 10 hours, eleven hours down from where they are to then go across the country. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure the why behind that. Maybe there's a reason that I'm just I'm missing, or maybe there was hmm. something they were going for there. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but that's one of the big changes. Is this in a different place? I don't think it super matters that much in no. the overall story, um, other than maybe it, it, with the timeline they're working with, they didn't want to have it take that many days uh, because in the in the in the um, game it's like entire months. You know what I mean? It goes by seasons, right? So yeah. you're for tired, huge chunks of time. This travel is happening, and the game things are happening, or in the show things are happening a little bit quicker. Um, but a lot of this stuff is lifted directly from the game. The conversation in the car with Ellie finds Bill's magazine, the magazine, which was yeah. like be- incredibly delivered and perfect. So well um, it, if you watch the side by side, it is it is pretty incredible. The the how 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 well they line up and. Um, how the actors deliver that in, in such a great way. You can see in the same way on Joel's face um, in both in both scenarios that like doesn't know how to answer this question. Mm-hmm. Like what do you, pages are stuck together. What do you mean? And like Ellie just like of course I know what this means. I'm not a in, you know what I mean. It, yeah. It's very good, I'm very well delivered. You. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the good. the uh, the Raider. Um, you know what I mean? The the faking uh, being injured yeah. is pulled directly from the game. And again, Joel expresses he can spot this because he's used to do this. Like, he used right. to do this type of thing. That's how he knows what to look for. He's like, I, I know he's not hurt. Let me hit him with my car. Yeah. Um, which, again, is taken directly from the game. And then you have this this sequence that kind of plays out pretty similar. On the other side, you have this whole Kathleen, Fedra, um, free people of Kansas City storyline. Yeah. Which... Is 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 completely different from the game, um, but yeah. So uh, that kind of plays out. That's some some similar things with Kathleen or Kathleen and stuff is very different. Also, man, when Ellie uh, saves Joel and and 
shoots that 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 person. Yep. It's so heartbreaking in a way that again in uh, the games you just shoot people left and right, mm-hmm. and I know they they this is a little different in the second game, but it is so meaningful and so heartbreaking when she shoots him and paralyzes him from the legs down, and he's like begging yep. for his life in a way that is like just really really hard, um, and yep. shows that like these are real people and like they they have real wants and needs and move through the world in some way, and you're like taking their life from them, and and Ellie like leaves away and Joel does it, but again a reminder that this like you have to do you know you have to do bad things you have to do yeah. things that aren't good to survive i think but man it's, it, it's go ahead oh sorry i i um i just want to say like i think it was really interesting that they put into this like he was trying the raider was trying desperately to keep ellie in the room because yeah. i think he knew that joel would never have touched him if or joel wasn't going to do something in front of her and yeah. that was the case. So when Joel tells her to leave and she turns and he's like begging her to stay and she's just wiping Oof. her tears off her face. Like that's really yeah. powerful because he knows that his one lifeline in surviving is walking away from him. And yeah. then that moment where I, it sounds like he was stabbed. I don't yeah, think he was yeah, shot. Like yeah. he stabbed him. Yeah. Which makes sense because you don't want to, it sounds awful to say that loud, but you don't want to waste a bullet. Which is like yeah. the mentality you have in, when you play the game. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If, you can, if you can knock someone out, they aren't going to waste a bullet, which is awful, 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 awful. It's so, and, and like what a, what a, what an emotional roller coaster because early in this episode, before we get to Kansas City, Ellie pulls out the joke book, which is yeah. such a good yeah, part of the game. Such a good, such an I, incredible part. Yeah. I don't think it was in pittsburgh that she finds it i don't think that it was i, th- I thought I they were remember. in like the, the forest area maybe after all this stuff happens in pittsburgh originally i feel like i could be really off base i remember when we covered the story i think we put some in or i may at least put it in the original script and maybe i took it out i'm pretty sure we put it in um yeah. or maybe it is with henry and sam i forget i don't remember but yeah anyway it was just great that they included it and they really ran with it in the best way yeah we're yeah. like, and we'll get to that towards the end of this episode when we cover that part. But I love that they were introducing that, and you can see Joel is fighting it a little bit. He's fighting because <laughs> he doesn't want, yeah. he doesn't want to give. I feel like he doesn't want to connect, but he also knows he is. He's just fighting against it in a way. Um, and then, of course, when they drive, they're driving, and then uh, it's actually as I talk about something else. But then they're driving, and Joel's like, "You can go to sleep," and she's like, "I'm fine," and just like is passed out as every <laughs> kid does. Right? It's just yeah. so good. They just did that yeah. so well. And they pull over, and they're getting ready for the night. And then Ellie goes to sleep, and you see Joel's like trying to sleep, or he like looks like he's going by sleep. And then he's up, cuts to him around. staying up all night. Yeah, yep. yeah. Because again, he him, him fail. saying like, "I'll keep you safe. You're fine. Don't worry about it." Yep. Like trying to comfort her, but then he does not let himself sleep because yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Because he doesn't want to fail, which goes back yeah. to that letter, which goes back to Tess, which goes. It yeah. just continues to follow him. This mentality yeah. that he cannot, he cannot let go of because it means death. And yeah. then, the, which goes back to, I wonder how, where does he get the coffee? He must have gotten from Bill, actually. Now I'm realizing it. Probably, he must have yeah, coffee yeah, he Bill. picked it up from Bill. Yeah. Which how Bill could not? I mean, I know Ryan, you're not a drinker of coffee, mm. so it's okay. I mean, this probably makes sense for in your perspective, <laughs> which is I very rational, right? For me, I think yeah. about like that coffee would have been gone two years in depending <laughs> on how much he had like there's no way it could last 20 something years yeah. with a bag of coffee and not touch it like eventually they're like yeah. alright we're busting the last bag of coffee open let's enjoy this like yeah. unless yeah. he grew unless he roasted his own beans which Bill maybe I in this world did I don't think I don't think Massachusetts has the has the uh, climate <laughs> to grow coffee beans but right, maybe you never know it, it, they, they did say it warmed up 
He has he has flamethrowers on his fence. I think he can make some coffee beans. <laughs> this dude has run electricity for twenty yeah. years. Yeah. If, I think he can make some coffee beans. I mean, maybe Frank did. I think Frank would do that. But um, yeah. But yeah, I just think that. Uh, where was I going with that? I lost it. Oh, Joel protecting Ellie. Um, yeah, it's that mentality. I can't. I can't fail. Right. Hyperactivity. Over. You know. Really hyper analyzing everything. And then he brews this pot of coffee that Ellie criticizes like oh it smells like dirty water i forget what she says um yeah. which she's accurate but for some reason yeah. it's delicious um <laughs> uh but it was cool and then of course you see that he has a giant tumbler of coffee that's like what 14 hours or something like that to get where they're going um so they're doing i mean they're doing great they are i think kansas city makes way more sense that they're going to now than Pittsburgh. Yeah. It, it doesn't. I wonder. I, want, I would love to know the menta- uh, the reason why they picked Pittsburgh in the game. I, I sure bet there's why. a reason, like that they said in game, but I do not remember what it is. Um, I also think really interesting that next day after staying up for like 14 hours and not sleeping that night, one of the things that jumped out to me, especially in this episode four, that is different from the game, is like this Joel makes mistakes and is like careless in some yes. situations. Yeah, like he is. He's he decides to like drive through a city. Instead of going around it, he yeah. you know, gets in a situation where somebody sneaks up on him. But again, he just stayed up for maybe thirty something hours, so who knows yep. where his mental state is at yep. um, in that moment. So I think, but yeah, really interesting. We're in the in the game. Joel does not miss a beat, but we're, they're showing that this character is flawed, not just in like how maybe in, in that they've been broken by the world, but also like they make mistakes and yes. they don't always think through things fully. Um, which is again important things for us as 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 viewers to understand. I mean, especially because like I think when you are sleep deprived significantly, it, it, it acts almost as like a intoxication effect of like yeah. you behave like you're intoxicated, like you cannot think yeah. rationally, you make mistakes more, um, which again makes total sense, right? And in, in terms yeah. of is Joel Joel is Joel is very much uh, uh, not perfectionist, but he's just very he's very effective in the game because you kind of have to be. That's the point of the game; you have to get through it. Where in this world, it's much more realistic, right? The game, it's funny because the show, I feel like, shows you a lens of, like, this This is what it would look like in actual life, right? Not a video game, right? Where yeah. you're trying to entertain yourself, right? This is much more, this is a very different world where it is more realistic. Uh, we have not seen uh, Joel walking around and picking up broken scissors and cans and nails and yeah. making these Grabbing crazy things. all the yeah. different things. <laughs> Grabs yeah. from behind him, not looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's not yeah. doing those things. Um which I almost wish he did. I, I wish they had a little, like a little Easter egg. Maybe they'll have like scissors. a little Easter egg of him like going through and like in some moment like looting something. That would be a yeah. very fun uh, callback. That'd be very fun. Like, I can make a shiv out of these, or I used to be able to make a bomb <laughs> out of these things, or something like that. It'd be really <laughs> funny. Like yeah. you know, it's just so because it's so wild. Like that in the game, you can do that. Like yeah, you don't even think about it. At least I never thought about it until after. No, now I'm watching no. the show. I'm like, this is that seems stupid now, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. But then, of course, yeah, you're right. We get to Kansas City. That is when the, the Raiders are faking an illness. One Raider is faking an illness. Jill sees through it. Or at least doesn't really care if it's real or not. He's not stopping. Yeah. Um, and then they crash. Does the whole scene with the parala- the, the Raider who gets paralyzed. Um, and then, like, from there, like you said, right, we, they introduce Kathleen, who I feel like Kathleen, though, is it's fine. The, the actor who plays Kathleen, whose name I do not know, was in um, the TV show Yellow Jackets, which is awesome. I really like Yellow mm-hmm. Jackets a lot. Fantastic actor. Um, but I think Kathleen is, like, the weakest part of this, mm. of this story. I mean, 
Maybe I shouldn't say the weakest part. That's probably not accurate with what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. But, like, I guess because you just don't know her motivations. Like, she just seems like this overbearing person. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you need the context of the next episode to understand a lot of what's going on yeah. in this episode. And without it, it does not connect as much. I think, like... And I think you were supposed to be. I think there was even an interview where um, Neil and other showrunner, who I don't remember his name, said, like, hey, you're not going to know what Kathleen Steele is. Because, like, to me, Kathleen does not seem like someone who should be in charge. Um, They are, like, soft-spoken in, like, a really terrifying way. Soft-spoken and kind of um, almost, like, laid back but tense at the same time and have this, like intensity that comes from like this kindergarten teacher voice that's really terrifying um but again you don't really understand the context until the next episode which i think helps this episode so much i think this might be one of the weakest episodes i think that's because it needs that next episode the the next episode five doesn't work without episode four but i think episode four on its own isn't super strong um there's some really great moments but i think it's it's just not as strong because it needs needs what happens next yeah the context of it i agree yeah and i think that um I think you're right. I, I take back what I said that Kathleen be the weakest part. I think you just didn't know her motivations enough. But once they are fleshed out, it makes sense. Though I still I still struggle to again, it goes back to the mentality of like who's a who's good, who's bad is such a thing to, yeah. to, to make it black and white. Um, yeah. though Kathleen teaches us a very important lesson in the in this world, but we'll get to that in episode five. What I wanna know is that why are we all listening to Kathleen and not the not Perry. Perry the yeah. older Super cool looking dude. <laughs> He's the coolest dude I've ever seen in my life. Why are we not listening to that guy? That's what I want yeah. to know. Yeah. Nothing about yeah. Kathleen. Nothing about her. Her. Nothing about Kathleen, right? There's nothing wrong with Kathleen that says she can't be an effective leader. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that Perry looks so freaking cool. Like, <laughs> he I does would, look very cool. I, I would follow that man anywhere. <laughs> He's so cool. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but besides that, though, in all seriousness, I think Kathleen's very interesting, and I think that her it's always very it's very perplexing until you get the more information in the next episode. Like, why is she so bent on Henry? Yeah, right? what is this all about? Yeah, yeah. Even when you see that Perry shows her the 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 floor of the mm-hmm. boiler room or whatever it is that is shifting, and you yeah. and you we as a viewer kind of like know like okay, this is not. We kind of know yeah. what this is. Yeah. Um, but to her... Especially then, if you played the game and you know what, like, so much of Pittsburgh yep. is underground in the sewers. Yeah. 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 But to her, that for some reason, that is that is less important than finding Henry. Which is, like... Then you hit that question. It's like, what is... What has Henry done that could be more important than this underground network of clickers that can come at any moment? Right? Yeah. Like... Um, so yeah, but I think that's the, the biggest. Those are kind of the, the the biggest things that happen. And obviously, of course, uh, the last um, scene of Ellie telling Joel the the diarrhea joke. Yeah, um, and that and it landing, and then Joel like that's like I feel like that moment is so important because that's like the first moment they really connect, and that um, Joel I think lets his guard down, which is super important, right? His his inability to stop laughing was so important of uh showing that he's going to he's going to care about this person whether he wants to or not he yeah. really doesn't have a choice in this um which i think was really cool so um but then of course at the very end we get the introduction of henry and sam yeah which yeah, is yeah, i yeah. love that which... sam has his little mask on or his little yeah. mask on mm-hmm. yeah 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 
I, I feel like I've talked too much right what, what do you think about this last part or at least about the, the joke and Henry and Sam and all that stuff yeah I think I think the joke was really incredible I think it, it again it helps them form that connection she she was trying all throughout this episode to kind of make him laugh and in the end she's successful and there's also the moment when they first arrive in uh, Kansas City where they crash where he like looks at her and says like do you trust me uh, yeah. I'm. I will keep you safe, right? He says that to her. Tells her what to do. She goes and hides, and then he he help you know kills the people around there and keeps him safe. You have like, again this moment of him looking at her and saying to her, "I will keep you safe. I you know just have to listen to me. We will get through this." Um, again, them them furthering their connection where she like believes that Joel can kind of take on anything, especially as we see in the next episode. Um, she believes Joel can, there's nothing he can't handle because he's continued to show that. And then that joke in the end kind of further is her then breaking through with him and, and, and kind of having that make that connection. And then Sam and Henry, we kind of, it was, it was talked about. And as soon as they show up, it, it is, it, it is both really exciting and then like really heart wrenching because we know possibly what's coming in right. the next episode. Which is the perfect time to jump into that. Yeah, the, the yeah. last of uh, the last of these episodes that are covering in this in this episode of episode five, endure and survive, which is such yeah. a great title. For. I didn't realize <laughs> yeah, that was the title. Very for good it. title. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Um, <laughs> I think it's really cool to see again going backwards in the storyline, understanding this doctor, how he helped Henry and Sam, understanding that he is a conspirer. Consp- conspirator? How much conspirator? Conspirator or whatever the heck it is. I don't, I don't yeah. actually remember the language they use, but yeah, essentially helped helped Fedra like ratted yeah. out the the revolutionaries or the free free Kansas City helped rat out revolutionaries resistance. Um, the resistance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that moment in that episode where you see the resistance killing all of Fedra, mm-hmm. that was intense. Yeah, and at first I was like, that's messed up. Like that is so messed up. Only to then learn later that they were hurting people significantly for 20 yeah. years. So it made a yeah. lot of sense why they were acting that way. Yeah. Um, but it just felt really gross and wrong when you see them pulling people up and like and killing people yeah. in just really harsh, awful ways. But yeah, and then finding Henry and Sam hiding up in that base, in that attic, I mean, that we found later in episode four uh, mm-hmm. with all the drawings in it and, and all the empty cans of food. Um, and then seeing Henry find Joel and Ellie following them leading to the point at the end of episode four where they find them which i i don't know how someone that's deaf is like making less noise walking on glass more power to him <laughs> yeah um, but, i feel like it'd be the opposite way right you wouldn't really know how quiet you need to be right but again they're they're with maybe with sam's help or with henry's help they're able to work through it together i don't know i don't know it i mean also like joel hadn't slept in days and days before yeah. that so he's obviously compromised in that way. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you'd sneak over the glass other than just being extra aware of it, maybe. Or maybe Henry is just, you know, really good at sneaking around and, and getting through areas. Yeah, I'm not I'm not super sure about all that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think and Ellie, Ellie said in episode four that Joel's hearing on his right side is pretty not good. Or not, yeah, not very yeah. good, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, that could also play a part in it as well. But yeah, yeah essentially, that they do a great job establishing these characters very quickly, like they do in the game right mm-hmm. hey yeah. we can help you let's be cool they share food right joel's like we gave you our food you didn't shoot us let's call it a win you go about yeah. your life we go about ours and that's when henry introduces his plan which essentially yeah. is the same thing as in the game is going mm-hmm. go into the tunnels under the city right and of course yeah. from the perspective of us who've watched, played the game it's like 
All right, we're about to fight or see a lot of clickers underneath this city, which is going to be horrifying. Yeah. Um, only to find that that's not the case, which I think was a really cool twist. Yep. Again, yeah, playing with our, our, our expectations as as players of the video game, playing with that expectation in going into the... into the Which, again, we still get this really satisfying moment if you've played the game um, and what they find, but it is different mm-hmm. than, than what we expected. And I think, I mean, they did a great job setting up the... The settlement underneath the yeah the school the, or the whatever city, it is the school or yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Um, and I forgot I remember seeing uh, in the episode that that picture of uh, Danny and Ish Danny and Ish protectors my I got the idea that like the reason this settlement and again correct me if I'm wrong here the mm-hmm. reason this settlement failed is because Fedra was killed because they wiped Fedra out there was no one to keep the school safe anymore. Um, oh. That was kind of a I, I don't know and again the timeline is never communicated. But those were Fedra agents in those pictures. Ish was a Fedra agent. And if Fedra was killed, there was no one there to keep this school safe. Again, unless the timeline is super off and this happened, you know, decades before, which it certainly could have. We have no concept of that. But that was kind of what I picked up on as it was trying to imply, but I'm not sure. Well, I looked it up because I forgot about Ish. You, know, he, he, you read his, his journal yeah. entries in the game. Yeah, so you I spend re- a lot of time that. down there in the game. Yeah. So I reread them, and what I understand is that they were looting dead bodies of Fedra soldiers oh, and arming themselves. Yeah. yeah, and that oh, got because it. someone left their settlement unlocked, that infected came bursting through, and that basically wiped out the settlement. Even though I think, from my understanding, Ish, uh, a female adult, and then some children did escape. Oh right, never... because then there's the whole yeah, there's that whole thing of the kids. I think they end up like giving yeah. them something or doing something and they all they all die i think or something like I that. i think so some some kids survive but yeah um but yeah so that's why i and but you never learn what happens after that you never learn about ish like yeah. ish ish i guess is a character that was by himself for a long time then found other people then decided like he was lonely so he's gonna meet up with people which led to that establishment underneath the city we don't hear a whole lot about it though it'd be really cool if we did if we got a little side story about ish i guess he's a yeah. character was really well well beloved i didn't realize how much so yeah, yeah, people like, really loved and connected with that that side yeah. story. So but it was cool though. I think it was really interesting that they put that in there for a little Easter egg. Though a lot of people probably have no idea what that if they didn't play the game, have no idea what that means. Um, so yeah, but yeah, so you see that settlement, and then that's when you hear. I, I think again, as we touched on many times in this episode, this is just a, a second attempt to improve upon an already great story. Is when we get Henry's yeah explanation to why he did he he's the one that ratted out kathleen's brother that led to his death it sounds like he did is he the one who killed kathleen's brother oh did he oh maybe he did that's what i thought was implied is that he maybe got close he did. to him and killed him but again You're right because yeah right. he said uh, i lied when i said i'd never killed somebody before i killed somebody yes. who i really loved and would follow to the end of the world yeah so it's, it's yeah not even that he ratted him out but he was the one who because kathleen's brother trusted him got close to him and I guess like attempted to kill him because it sounds like Kathleen got to talk with him before he died or something. Yeah, he's in jail. Um, at, oh yeah, that's weird. So maybe I am wrong there. Maybe no, I think you're that, right. I thought. Huh. Maybe he said he got him killed big... because he is involved in him getting locked up. And in... maybe that's what it is. Maybe he didn't kill him. Maybe I don't he. Know. he... Well, oh yeah, that's right because he was hung, right? Because Kathleen, he got hung. Was he? I, I thought that's see... what they said. No, we'll no, no. To... Yeah, I'll have to rewatch it. Well, crap. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not the authority on these on the show <laughs> <laughs> officially. Either way, you're right. Henry essentially says he's the reason that Kathleen's brother died. Yeah. Um, he essentially shared he he in some way led to his death, even though he was somebody who 
was compassionate and well-trusted, and it sounds like once he died and Kathleen took over, things got really intense, and that's then when they overthrew Fedra. Um, yeah. Is, is after that. I think that, that that makes so much sense, and it fleshes out Kathleen's character more. I do, I do feel like that scene with her in her room talking about this little box that they were, like, safe in, I feel like wasn't necessary. Like, yeah, get I it, think, expounds it more. Yeah, or, I, I, I think the purpose is, again, here is the length someone will go to if they lose someone they care about. If someone yeah, who is yeah. the world to them dies, they're willing to chase someone down and murder and murder their entire settlement. Isn't that terrible? Who would be that terrible to who cares about somebody so much yep. would, you know, wipe out an entire settlement of people, right? I think that's part of what they're trying to communicate. Is yep. my, But again, I, I think they could have communicated that maybe in a, a different scene or... Because uh, I, I don't think, yeah, I think I think I agree. I don't know. I, the them talking about imagining they could be anything. I, I don't know if that quite landed on the way they wanted. But yeah, I think I almost felt like the most important part of that whole scene was Perry saying that they loved, like the, the resistance loved Kathleen's brother, but he never got anything done. It's her that changed things. Yeah, I think yeah. that moment is really important to explain what happens later in the episode. Yeah, um, and we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, we also see in the tunnels though that. They pull out the comic books, which is a huge part of yeah. the game. That's what Joel's mm-hmm. clicking yeah. for Ellie throughout the whole game. So the fact that you get to see that a little bit. Um, and Ellie's talking to Sam about the comic books and what issues they have. And super duper cool. I love that. Yeah. That whole they thing. They really connect. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I do. This was a change. They, they made Sam in the games. I think Sam was closer in age to Ellie. Yeah. I do like that they made Ellie older. Because then immediately you have the situation where the henry and joel take care of sam or take care of ellie ellie takes care of sam because he is she is older right Right. there's this immediate big sister i'm going to take care of you i'm going to make you feel better that i don't think quite works if they're the same age Um, so i think that was another good change i agree what do you think about sam being deaf do you feel like that added anything i think i think it i think it added in a way i mean i think it improved that made that character more complex in a way mm-hmm. that it showed even people who um have people who can't hear people who have a disability of of deafness you know can be just as capable and been can be as successful with help or is is as long as they have um as long as they're given the way to be successful i don't know if it was just to again make that like connection different in some way make them like him not just be another kid but he's a kid who also has lost his hearing or Mm. is deaf or or i'm not sure i don't know what the exact purpose is there i i I don't think it detracted or or took it take anything away from the experience no no um and i don't know if it was like again trying to like took away a sense in some way to connect with the clickers in some way i don't i don't know i don't know exactly what the purpose was but um i think it i think it it made it so they couldn't just talk like have a conversation there was that extra step of having to write back and forth and that the sign language piece that was interesting but yeah i I don't know if it was again just a highlight here is here's how other people exist in the world um but i don't know exactly what the other purpose would be i think i'm sure there is one yeah the only thing i can think of is i think that maybe because henry is the only one that could could do asl uh, Mm -hmm. made that connection even more significant because like yeah that, that kind of shows how important henry is to sam and vice versa like that was their that was their thing mm-hmm. that you know like that that is what that's not what brought bonded them but like that's one of those things that like they relied on one another right and especially sam for henry to be able to, to stick 
be able to explain what he's saying through sign language. So I think that's yeah. really impactful. Yeah. And I think like you have it, it, it forced Henry in a position of he has to tell Sam what's going on because Sam doesn't understand what's going on. Sam right. can't read lips that well, it doesn't seem like. So Sam is constantly saying, what are they saying? What's going on? And it gives an opportunity for Henry to lie to his brother to make him feel better. Right. Um, and, to, and to say, hey, everything's fine. Don't worry. I promise. Don't worry. You're going to be fine. Right? Yeah. The doctor's okay. Don't worry about it. I think, I think it gives that moment where Sam himself can't understand what's going on because of his inability to hear. So Henry has to be that voice. I think that, that could be maybe yeah. um, what's going on. That's what it seemed like to me. You too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of it that way, but I think that's a good. That makes sense. I think that's yeah. a good narrative reason. Yeah, it's something. It's something. Yeah, I mean, something that's yeah. just unique to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, of course, they go through the the tunnels. No clickers, right? Even though they had yeah. rumors, you know, um, there was the rumor that the clickers had been forced underground. Though Henry said that he had heard that's not true. That they actually wiped them all out. Um, so it was like kind of like that. Is this true? Is this not true? When Henry's being kind of loud, I, th- I felt uncomfortable with it. I was like, oh, yeah, I that tension know. was very good. Yeah. yeah. And Joel's like, we we're down here two minutes. You're already being loud. Like, shut up. Let's let's get yeah. through this first. Um, yeah. So then we get on the other side and they're making it through like kind of the suburb area. They feel like they're home free, which is when the sniper sequence happens, which is from the game as well. Yeah. Um, like, so like directly lifted from the game. I yes. think. That sniper sequence is like the the car driving from the first episode, the um, uh, museum from the second episode, third episode. There wasn't a ton of that connection, like yep. of directly lifted from the game. I think that was fine. Yep. Fourth episode, the you know crash driving the car. Then this sniper sequence, from like a gameplay to show standpoint, it had the most one to one. Like yes. that feeling when when Joel was like sniping the clickers as they're like chasing Ellie mm-hmm. and snipe like felt like something we you like you had to do in game and felt really cool and just showed how like good Joel is at this when he needs to be um, yeah. in in a really incredible way. I think it was so and what, I think it was really impactful to or, or showed a, a good side of Joel when he does go through and weave through the cars and get to the house and he makes the top and it is this older yeah, gentleman. Yeah. And he's just standing was... there. Yeah. It seemed like is I in the game is it raiders that are shooting at you? Are they the snipers? I think I don't remember. To be honest, I don't remember who it is. Yeah. I would I think so. Yeah, they'd have to the truck be. does come and yeah. chase them. But yeah. Yeah. um I love that they kind of just again grew that narrative more and like this older gentleman who like you see him just staring at Joel and Joel's like, just put the gun down. Don't yeah. make me do this. <sighs> Like, please don't make me do that. He says, please don't make me do this. I'm pretty sure he says, please. Yeah, and yeah. And you hear the did. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just like, Joel is trying his best to be a good person, though he still has to do bad things, which, yeah, because he has to survive. Um, but then, of course, you get the radio of Kathleen saying that they're on their way, which is just yeah. like, oh, no. You think you just made it through, <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Which then goes into the, again, the same kind of scene, though I think the sniper takes place in the game during the day and obviously in the show yeah. it was at night um, yeah but then yes goes into that scene of the the trucks coming in all those soldiers right which goes i think goes back to that moment where perry is telling kathleen you're the one that made a change we're all with you right which yeah. is why all these resist resi- uh, all these resistance people have come for just this one person they're yeah. all there for this one person because kathleen wants them right so the, it just shows how much pull kathleen has being the leader of this resistance, she really can do whatever she wants to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if it means chasing down her brother's killer, they will do it. Um, which is a horrible choice, as we right. see. Yeah. And even though Kathleen had multiple times where she could have killed Henry, 
right? Multiple times. But of course, when Joel does, as the cars are coming in, it's the uh, the plow that has run painted on the front of it, and Joel is able to snipe the uh, driver of it, which plows into a, a building. Then Kathleen comes out, tells Henry, come out. And Henry begs for the kids' lives. And Kathleen's is like, kids die too, which is just <laughs> really yeah, brutal. Yeah, she is so brutal. I, she's like showing how cold she is in that yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah. And that, that Yeah. To reject what he wants, which again, goes in that mentality of like, that's when I would say, yes, Kathleen is then showing more evil qualities because that is going beyond the necessity mm-hmm. of what she feels like she needs. It goes more into that want territory. No, I want to hurt you. Not that I need revenge, it's I want to hurt you, which means that kids also have to die, which is kind of shows that she has also become a victim in this world. Yeah. Of you know, which is really sad and and, and really kind of pathetic in a way as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it kind of just shows like that, that and it goes also to the mentality, at least from my perspective, of like when someone has too much power, it's very corruptible. And for Kathleen, who has all this power, it's it's insanely powerful for her, right? So Whoa, Jesus came into your room. Uh, <laughs> just told my lights to turn on, that's all. <laughs> um, I just got so bright behind it. I was like, oh, it's the second coming. Um, but then, of course, that's when the huge sequence comes in from the truck falling into the ground, which draws everybody's attention, and then just all hell breaks through with all the clickers coming out, which was such a powerful scene. Yeah. A scene of just true, like, terror yeah like here's that here's that like walking dead world war z moment them just like clambering yes. up over and moving. Each other. Yeah, yep. yeah 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 it was so terrifying and so scary that this entire this wave and all of these soldiers like it could can there's too many for them yeah. to do anything about they are they are firing and firing and firing and yeah it is it is an insane amount of uh of undead or clickers yeah which then goes into Oh, so actually before the clickers part, which I think is really, really important, is that Kathleen points out to Henry, I know why you killed my brother, right? Yeah. It doesn't change anything, right? Have you ever thought about the fact that maybe that, that should have happened, that your brother died of leukemia, <laughs> yeah. right? Rather than this, right? Which plays a huge important role later, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, yeah. but of course, also plays against the idea of what Bill said in his letter, where you fight for what you love, Right, Henry did that same thing. He fought for what he loved. But then now there's other person, and Kathleen saying, "You did the wrong thing. You should have let your brother die because we wouldn't be in the situation because of that of your yeah. selfishness." So now we go back to this moment of all the clickers coming out. Everything's getting sworn, but then we see the bloater come out from yeah. the ground, and they yeah. did such an amazing job making the bloater look so menacing and terrorizing and scary, and just like. The idea of like, because now we kind of know the men, we kind of know the physiology of these clickers. If they last a long time, the growths come over their bodies. But for whatever reason, this bloater has just gone even further in this process. His entire where, body is covered entire with this, body. this very hard uh, mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. And how like in the game it is very, very hard to kill it. Right. But when you see Perry shooting at it, it is just doing nothing. This, this assault rifle is doing absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. And compared to the game where you shoot at it and it seems to like, you know, kind of like stagger a little bit. But when Perry's shooting with, again, with an assault rifle, it was doing nothing. Not just like a handgun like in the game or a shotgun or whatever. Um, Which I guess shows just how menacing, how realistic this is of a take where you can't just shoot your way out of everything like in the game. Um, 
and then of course yeah then you see the craziness of the the horde of clickers chasing everybody joel trying to snipe and keep ellie safe right which then ellie goes ugh, awful awful moment when ellie goes <laughs> in the car and you see the child clicker yeah, go in. yeah. how terrorizing that was yeah. like no and then just again i feel like again it just shows kind of how sad this world is when you see a a child like this you Mm -hmm. know that they that they are a victim in this world as well right no one is safe right and again it just shows how powerful that is and how children can be so scary in this Mm -hmm. in this role of being a clicker um yeah sorry i'm talking way too much i don't know what what you what do you think about this whole clicker scene like i i was terrified yeah. (laughs) yeah it was it was certainly terrifying it was like Certainly the most action-packed sequence we've seen so far. There was a lot going on. It was very intense. You you could see the multiple sequences of, like, first Ellie hiding, then Ellie, you know, seeing that Henry and Sam were in trouble and going to help them, all, while, all the while Joel is just sniping, 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 killing anyone who comes close to Ellie in in her way. Um and it is just like chaos. The the Kathleen running away, Perry getting like ripped apart by the oh, bloater, just broke like my that. heart. Uh, yeah, it so broke intense. His head off. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. ripped his heads off. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Super all, all intense. The all the protector. Yeah. Again, oh. which like it's so interesting that we. I kind of felt like, and this is again, this is something that is isn't in a, was a fault in my thinking. Like, why in the world are they following this person? What has she done to? Do? But again, they they never really give us like you just she just she just is. They respect her because yeah. she's who she is. Stop looking for a reason. She, you know what I mean. She's cold. She's calculating. She she's in charge. These people are willing to die for her. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, you don't really need a reason. That's the re- like they they just they just are. Um, again, they continue to affirm that this person, Kathleen, has such a hold over, uh, or, or has commanded the respect of her people in such an intense way um, that I was like constantly looking for what that reasoning is. And I, they kind of give it, but also it, I don't necessarily deserve it, right? I, th- right. They, they show me that they respect her because they do, and that's that's all there is. Um, which I think, again, is so interesting how they're all willing to kind of do whatever. Um, but again, her desire for revenge, her desire to kill this person who killed her brother, leads to everyone getting wiped out by these clickers. Yeah, yep. all everyone. Which again, this is the defense force of the resistance and all these clickers. So that's the entire settlement now. Yes, is essentially going to be overrun because yep. of this decision. Kathleen's willingness to do anything to get revenge on her brother is is what's going to lead to the death of her Before. entire. Her, for her brother, yeah, sorry, for her for her entire community being essentially wiped out by clickers and Kansas City kind of falling into ruin, yeah. um, which again is is a really interesting parallel. Here is a person who cares about someone cared about somebody so much that them being taken away is is they're willing to do you know a lot to get that revenge, yeah, um, which is just further enforcing that everyone here is broken, everyone has gone through trauma, and some people are dealing with it in really intense ways, and others are also dealing with other intense ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, it was really intense and really, and, and then you get to, after this whole fight breaks out, they get Henry and Ellie stabs a clicker, which we get to see her yeah. with her knife for the first time, which in the game, multiple times as you're playing, she will jump on the clicker's back and like stab yep. them. And we get to see some of that, which again is really cool. Pull Sam and Henry out. 
Um, they run and get to safety, and then that little kid comes and takes out Kathleen. And again, this is just the most terrifying little clicker, and then they just run. Yes. Um, and then there's what happens next. I will say one thing that was in the game that is cut out here, and I don't know if like maybe it was cut for time, or in the game there's a sequence in which Henry... Ellie and Joel and Sam get separated where it's like Joel and yeah Joel and Sam Henry and Ellie they do all this stuff and then there's a moment where Henry chooses to save Sam and let Ellie or let someone like fall in the water and get pulled away and then that is a point of contention throughout the rest of the game that like how can I trust you you didn't keep me safe yeah and in the end Sam comes and saves um, help save uh, Joel and Ellie, and it all works out. But th- that tension isn't there. That like Sam showing, I'm willing to do anything for my brother, even if it means you know sacrificing you because my brother is what's most important in the world. Yeah. Um, again, further hammering home that there are relation. Every every single story in this in this show and in the game is about relationships. It's all about yeah. people's relationships to each other and how powerful those relationships can be. And it just kind of that that wasn't in the show. There probably wasn't time for it. Um yeah. And I also don't know how it would have fit exactly in, but that just is another difference um that I noticed um is is there's there's less of that. But I don't think it needed it. I think there you still had a really strong connection to Sam and Henry by the heartbreaking end where yes. um you get to the ending, they escape, they go to a hotel. Um, they're all resting for the night. Um, Sam and Ellie are talking in, in about the comic and, and having, you know, or, or writing back and forth and communicating. Henry comes in and says, time for bed. Ellie wakes, like, says, hey, we don't have to go to bed. We're, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. It's, it's the apocalypse. Um, and Sam is like, aren't you scared? And Ellie's like, of course, I'm always, I'm always scared. And then it's she makes the a joke of it. Yeah, which is from yeah. the game, right? It, it, uh, she's making a joke of it because she, she, you know, has that moment of of, of intimacy and 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 of like, you know, showing that, and then makes a joke of it as a defense mechanism, right? To like, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm. And then he shares like, and this isn't, I do, this isn't in the game, right? Ellie, Ellie doesn't cut herself in the no, game. No, that's new. Yeah. So then you have this moment where he then shares to Ellie, I think I, I, I have a monster inside of me, and shows his gut. She's like. Don't worry, I'm immune. I can I I can cure this. She cuts her hand and you know puts it My on blood like, medicine. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. be fine. Don't worry. You know I I promise you are okay. I promise everything will be okay. And the next morning they wake up and you find out it's not okay. Sam right. has turned, attacks Ellie. All, everything goes wild. Um, Ellie and Sam leave. Henry is like Sam is on top of Ellie. Joel, um, Henry has a gun and is pointing it at Joel, pointing it at Sam, shoots Sam in this, like, really heartbreaking scene. And in the game, they just, like, fade to black. That's it. After Sam, Sam, Henry then, in, in, like, total distraught at killing the only person he cares about in the world, and everything that's important to him ends up taking his own life because he can't live with what he's done. Right. And again, in the game, it cuts to black. In the show, it cuts to Ellie's face, who, like... Yep. She just, like, she tried to make this person feel like they would be safe and okay, and it completely blew up in her face, and now two people are dead yep. because she didn't, like, say something to anyone. And not not, not that I think the outcome would have been, like, yeah, insanely different. Same. No matter what, Sam was, was lost at that point. Um, yeah. But again, it's further enforcing that, like, here's a relationship, here's how this landed up. And also, Ellie wanted so bad to do something to help this person who she cares about, and, like, what survivor's guilt she's going to now have to live with. Mm-hmm. I am okay, this person wasn't. Why? Why Why am I the only one who's okay with this, and why does everybody else in my life who gets bitten dies? Tess, now. 
Sam. Henry's now dead. You know what I mean? Further building in on that and then just forcing Ellie to kind of see, kind of live with some of the really bad things that happen in this world. And, um, or setting some things up in the future. But a really intense and emotional scene um, that, again, is, is lifted pretty directly from the game. There's some slight differences in that Ellie Sam interaction. Um, but man, it is it is so heartbreaking to see again these two characters who are are again are parallel to Joel and Ellie. These are two people who care about each other and keep each other safe. Henry failed to keep his brother safe, and he had to kill him, and then he, he couldn't live with himself anymore. Which I think right. for Joel, if something happened to Ellie, I don't know if Joel would be able to live with himself. Right? Yeah, uh, he's yeah. lost so many people at this point. And there's even a conversation with uh, um, uh, Joel and Henry, like. They have it easy. They don't have to worry about taking care of somebody. We have it hard. We have to we have to keep ourselves safe, but also keep them safe. We have to live with the fact that people rely on us. Again, Joel is saying this to Henry, knowing that's how he feels, and then that that whole sequence happens in a really heartbreaking way. Yeah. So again, it goes well. Before I touch on that part, I just want to go back really fast to Kathleen and yeah. say like that. I think that's what they're, the lesson of this. One of the lessons of this episode they're trying to teach is that revenge in this world is not going to get you what you're looking for. Yeah. And you'll ultimately pay the, the, the most the biggest price because you will lose everything in your pursuit of revenge, which you'll never truly feel satisfied with. Yeah. And that's what I think that the moral is, which I think will carry on in very crazy ways in the future, potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, going back to then Henry and Sam, I I, I think why they were pushing this... So when... when, when uh, Ellie and Sam were reading the comic book. They were talking about this, the line from it, the endure and survive, you know, yeah. <laughs> over and over again. And then after everything happens with Henry and Sam, right, that's that, that's the thing that kind of like is driven home. You have to endure and survive, right? Yeah. And, yeah. I think like, and I'm glad that they didn't just cut to black like they did in the game. I'm glad that you see them dig the graves and put them there. And Ellie yeah. writes, I'm sorry on the like etch a sketch esque thing that Sam has to communicate yeah. and you just see that she's a little bit more broken than she was before they came to Kansas City um, yeah. and you see Joel's now kind of sitting with what do I do with this right and he yeah. again failed in a way where you know it's not his failure I would say in this it's more Ellie's in this regard even though Ellie didn't yeah. fail at all either really bad for right. her no, she it's just that the world it that way yeah yeah, yeah. I think she internalizes that she failed like her she tried to to put her blood on this cut and save Sam, but it didn't work, and so, so which also is important to show like that 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 won't that doesn't work. Her blood won't save anybody. Right. Again, that's an that's going to be it's important for the future is is for us as to know that she can't just give her blood to people who are infected. That isn't right. what it, that isn't how it works. Um, which again, we know that as viewers, Ellie knows that as a character, Joel doesn't know that. Right. Right. I almost feel like I was surprised that Ellie didn't make him drink the blood. Quite honestly, I thought that was sure. what she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was yeah. And yeah, I guess we'll see how it how it plays out in the next episode if 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 Ellie ever communicates that or not or what that looks like. But yeah, I'm curious if that will will play a part in the future of the of, yeah. the, of the series. If that moment will play will be significant in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I was I wanted to share really fast, Ryan. That's a and this isn't like um that's a kind of put you on the spot. That's not what my intention is. Yeah, but like, yeah. we were talking in our friend group about how difficult episode five was and 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 you shared a really interesting perspective that i think and i'm curious if you still feel the same way that yeah. episode five was heavier for you than episode three with bill yeah. and frank Do yeah you still I, feel I, that same way 
I do. I think like episode three, there was a beauty to that. There was like mm-hmm. a satisfying beauty to that. It was it was still really sad and tragic. But I think for me, this episode, the loss, the the taking these two people who don't get to make a choice, they don't get to choose if they survive. That's taken from them. Mm-hmm. And having to, and other people having to deal with those ramifications, I think was harder for me than episode three. Episode three was really beautiful and had a really sad, powerful ending. But I think they got to choose that ending. They got to choose and live with that. It was still tragic and it was still sad. And there were still moments that were really hard, but there was something that was darker and sadder to not getting to make that choice and, yeah. and that choice being made for you. And not only that choice being made for you, but then because of something that had to, that happened or because of something that happened to somebody, that's going to traumatize someone for the rest of their lives. And that's going to then ripple onto everything that comes after it is, was, I think, more tragic and more sad. There is a hope with Sam and Henry. There is a future for Sam and Henry that there isn't anymore. And for Frank and um, Bill, they got to live that full life. It wasn't happy all the time. It wasn't perfect all the time. But they got to have that. And that was really beautiful. This was... They don't get to have this. They don't get to have this same ending that Bill and Frank did. And that, I think, for me, was harder. um, Experiencing that and thinking about all that was left that they never get to experience. This would have been a very different narrative if Sam and Henry, Ellie and Joel go off together, right? That would be a totally different game. Yes. Ellie wouldn't be broken in the way that she's broken and traumatized in the way that she is. Joel wouldn't be um, in the same way. And these two people lost their lives. Um, that was harder for me, I think. That It was more intense for me than the third episode was. Yeah, I think I, it's funny because I would have... I, originally, I, dis- I disagreed... Um, Respectfully, of course. Of that course, yeah. Because <laughs> I think you built this this narrative, or you built this relationship with these with Bill and Frank so much longer in the episode. You see them much For sure. more, right? Yeah. Um, that felt harder that they made that choice, but I think when you come about it in the the context of it, that Bill and Frank's was a, was a story of hope, and yeah. my animals are just being rough today. That Bill and Frank's <laughs> episode uh, story was a, was a story of hope, and then Henry and Sam's was a story of tragedy. And yeah. I think when you look at it from that lens, I think you you are. You're you're valid in how you see that, right? And yeah. I feel like I kind yeah. of mean that way as well. Um, but just how sad that yeah. that truly was, and and what was robbed, and mm-hmm. how how this this outbreak of this infection, I mean, is just is is so uh, devastating that one mistake will just take everything from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just really and, and lead and like you said, lead to ruin, right? And how like revenge is is going to lead everybody down a path of. Of, of rot because now now Kansas City is officially going to be wiped off the map right like yeah. they, there's no way that the, the the large resistance is now just a part of this huge infected army yeah. right like this massive it's just it's and then and then Joel and Ellie just keep will keep going and that's just kind of what you have to do you can't do anything about it right it's not yeah. like it's not like The Walking Dead where like the zombies are slow and you can have a samurai sword and chop their heads off and be okay right like yeah. that's not how this works like it's it's so much more dangerous than that and yeah, uh, yeah it, it's 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 wild i don't know but overall like overall well now that we're at the end of this right we're on it we just got through episode five yep. episode six is coming out this coming sunday the 19th uh, the 19th is that right okay my calendar's not coming up I think that's right. yeah the 19th the 19th yep you're the 19th and, and we know that we're getting closer uh oh, actually i don't want to say anything because i don't know if people saw the the 
um, the uh, for the first look at it or the trailer yeah. for the whatever. Um, so now that we're at the end of this, Ryan. So far as a whole, through the first five episodes, we have four more yeah. to go. How do you feel about the show so far? I, I think it's I think it's very well done. I think it is it is. The writing is good. Enough of the writing is taken. From the, enough of the good writing is taken from the game with some some obviously new writing. Um, they are able to explore more in depth the relationships because really, this game and this story and this show are all about relationships and how do you have yeah. a relationship in a world that is broken? How do you have a, a healthy relationship in a world that is that is this? Um, and I mean, ultimately, it seems like you just can't. You can't yeah. have a healthy relationship in this world, and everyone dealing with the consequences of trying to have a relationship because being having a relationship is such a human thing. How do we do that in this world? And every single episode and every single story is about that those relationships and how do you survive, and mm-hmm. what those relationships lead us to do and lead us not to do. Um, that I think the show does a really incredible job on because it can just focus on them. It does not have to also entertain you in the same way it does not also have to be a 10 hour 20 hour experience um with you know eight of those hours being you moving through the world which is enjoyable and fun and i'm excited to play more of it but it's able to really distill it down to just those character moments that's really what the story is about yeah what are those what are those relationships and how do how do how do they change and how do they mold and how do they impact other people in the world and it's done in a really incredible way, and I'm really glad. I was really hesitant to jump in. I kind of had moved on from you know that that world. I was I was eventually going to do the Last of Us Part Two, but I wasn't in a huge rush. Um, and I was like, the show came out, and I didn't watch until like the third episode was out. I waited like three weeks, and I was like, I, I'm I'm excited, but I don't know if I'm emotionally ready to take on all that and watch mm-hmm. it. And actually, us talking about, hey, we'll do it for the podcast. Like, okay, I finally watched it. I'm really glad I did because it is such a beautiful story. And I am, like, fighting back the urge to go buy part two and play it right now. Oh. Um, because I want to try to wait until um, the the season ends, the, the, this first season. And I don't know if I'll make it or not, but we'll see. Um, because I just, am, I, I'm, I'm reminded of, even as hard and miserable as this world is, there's, like, this incredible beauty to it. And how really, it is all about relationships and how we care about each other and how we connect with each other in a really amazing way that I think yeah. is the reason the the, ga- the game story was so impactful as it really focused on that. And I think the show is doing a great job with that. Um, but yeah. Eric, what about you? What are your what are your overall thoughts? I think I, I want to piggyback off what you just said, Ryan. I feel like I want to remember that. What you just said was so beautifully done. You, you just yeah. encapsulated that in such a perfect way. <laughs> I want to remember what you just said there when we review the last four episodes and then okay. our, our speculation to season two because season two supposedly is covering part two. Yeah, yeah, uh, is what I've heard. They've got so much ground to cover, but I, I hope so they can do much it. ground to cover. Yeah. Um, and and just I think what you just said about uh, this this world can be a beautiful world and how it's built on relationships. I think that's going to be so important. Talk about this season and what could yet yeah. be to come. Um, I think that I think that this is just so well done. Again, I think that this is just like I've said for the thousandth time, taking a great <laughs> story and building more on it, which is perfect. I think the, tri- the all the changes are knock on wood, um, going to continue to go as well as they already have been. I think yeah. they've done a fantastic job understanding what to change, what not to change. I think it'll continue that way. I'm really curious if they'll do anything more with the story in regards to how it's supposed to or how it ended in the game without mm-hmm. giving too much context, right? <laughs> if they'll change that, my dog just barked. Um, <laughs> uh, but I. Uh, 
oh, man, my dog just made me lose my thought. Not that it was any good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, it feel changed anything about the ending. Um, but regardless, I have full faith that if they do do anything, I said do do. If they do do anything, then um, it'll it'll be for a good reason. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very I'm very hopeful. But yeah, I don't know how they're gonna cover all this ground in four more episodes. That's so there's <laughs> so know. much. There's so much. Um, I didn't think they're gonna kill. Henry and Sam in this last episode. I thought I'd have another another episode in Kansas yeah. City to cover all the things that they do, but they did it. So now I'm like, great. What's this next episode going to entail? Because I'm alone, alone. Right. Because because really in the game, this is like the first third, right? There's, yeah. Oh yeah. There is. This is the first just third of the game. Mm-hmm. There's another two thirds left that they then have to cover in less episodes four hours yeah uh, yeah so i, I don't know what they cut and what they and again there is heart large chunks of the game that is just like moving through an empty world um so we'll see and they can they can move a lot of i think a lot of this next episode i think is they can probably condense and jam all together to accomplish everything but we'll see there's there's a lot of really big things that still have to happen in a pretty short time but they've, yeah. they've nailed it so far so yeah well story goes they have it the first five episodes we've gone through it hopefully you you liked the the chaos that was us <laughs> reviewing or not reviewing just kind of going over the story of something um i'm super happy that we covered the last of us already i know we talked about this already but like it's yeah. just nice to go back and kind of look at it. i love when there's a new take on a story mm-hmm. and i think it's so much fun to talk about and compare and contrast and see what we like and don't like um but storygoers in that regard as well let us know what your thoughts are of the first season so far of the last of us you can write Send your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to Tales from the Cartridge at gmail.com. All the eats are threes. Also, write in on our Instagram. You can also uh, leave a voicemail or a text at our official uh, number at 207 494 And we will read all those in a future episode. I mean, in four weeks, we'll be reviewing the last four episodes of the season and talking more about that as well. So we'll happily read any of those in that episode. Um, and of course, if you feel in your heart to donate to our Patreon for just a dollar, we're giving our uh, scripts of the episodes that we're doing as well as uh, the warm, fuzzy feelings that you would have of supporting us, which would be so nice. Um, and then, of course, if you wouldn't mind reviewing us on whatever service that you are using, um, it would be super duper appreciated. We It does just fill us with so much glee and joy. I will just know that the moment you, you rate us five stars and leave a nice review, uh, you'll just picture what you think I look like because I don't think we've ever shown our faces. Uh, <laughs> what, I, what do you think I look like? And I'll be jumping in the air and clicking my heels together in joy. Mm. That'll happen. Mm-hmm. So just know that every time that happens, a, a, a six foot three man is jumping in the air and clicking his heels in the air. <laughs> uh, in happiness. <laughs> we're going to have to do that now. <laughs> I'm going to feel guilty <laughs> yeah, if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see. Whew. This I feel Ooh. I feel a, a little bit emotional just talking about all this stuff. <laughs> Pretty yeah, wild. yeah, definitely. Um, but hopefully, storygoers, you're all happy, healthy, and well. Don't eat flour. You know what happens if you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I hope you're doing well too. Don't eat flour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no more flour okay. for me. I did no just flour. have some bread, but I, I won't have any. <laughs> Ryan, you are shaking uncontrollably a lot this episode. So, it happens. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'll still host the show with you if you're a clicker. Yeah, thanks. Like I Ryan, what do, you, what do you think, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. I'm not good at it. They would never hire me for no. for the show. Um, but yeah, story girls. Hope you're happy and healthy and well. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for 100 episodes, by the way. Yeah, 100 episodes. Yeah. Thanks so we much. Did it. Bye. Bye.